Go ahead. Say, say it again. Kingdom Empire starter. builder. You want me to keep going? Yeah, go ahead. That's all I had. I wasn't expecting you. This, to... this guy's a book writer? <laughs> Children's books. Children's books. God. The free ones. The free ones. Well, you um, know. I will say this man is a... Uh, I guess he's, uh, you could say he transformed some of the outside scene out here in San Antonio. Yeah. Some things that we didn't have before are here now. Added some color to the landscape. A lot of color to the landscape. Uh, the founder of El Camino. And now this new, uh, this new business that we're sitting outside of. Besame. Is that Selena related? No. no okay. I don't want to get sued. I would have I just said, yeah. No. Come on, you're in San Antonio. No, because then they want money. Oh, yeah, her dad is real, like, a, That's true. he's wild, right? I don't know anything about them, but <laughs> I don't want to go down oh, that. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road. Um, but, yeah, he's the, he's the, the, new, the new, uh, new spot out here in San Antonio. Besame, another yeah. food truck park. Uh, we got Ricky Ortiz in the building. I mean, outside. Salute. Fuck. He's outside, dog. Salute. Welcome to the show, sir. Salute. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you here. Uh, first of all. We're on cigars right now. What are we smoking? Uh, I'm smoking a... <laughs> I, he's like, what I'm Yo, smoking is I different. Gave you motherfuckers is not the same shit that I'm smoking. Yeah, I'm smoking this Foundation Cigar, which is by this like up-and-coming, not really up-and-coming, he's, he's well-respected, uh, premium cigar maker, uh, Nick Argua. And uh, y'all are smoking... He's smoking a Liga Pravada. Liga Pravada. Which is a, I forgot the name of the, the fucking, this is a Drew Estate. Drew Estate cigar, and you are smoking a, I don't know. I gave you the cheapies. A mi, it's not a cheapie. A He yeah. gave you the starter pack. Mi starter, the starter pack. I have like a whole section in my humidor that's like for beginners. For the peasants? No, nah, not for the peasants. Oh, okay. it feels Nothing in my shit is cheap, but I mean, it's 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 but the ones that I feel like the is the cheapest start. within his stock is what got you got. Got you. Got you. That is not a cheap cigar. Like, on the scale of it, it's probably, like, in the mid-range. Yeah. Yeah. These are more expensive. Rick. His is a little more pricey. And um, I'm at the bottom. I no, mean, like, no, bottom no, of y'all. He really said the there is no, no bottom. But no, you are of mid. y'alls. He said you no, are Bottom mid. would be, he like, if I bought mid. you, like, a Philly, then that'd be, like. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. That would have been tragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, man, welcome to the show, man. Uh, we also got Kai Phoenix. Hey. Uh, You know, just, just dropped a new book. Oh. I hate that guy. The Revolutionary, my first novel. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. But just to let you know, that shit was last week's news. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's every time with you, dog. I'm it's just saying, time. though. Last it, week was recent. I mean. It just was last week. It's a fast-moving world, man. It's bro, bullshit. yeah. It's you know, people's, that, it, people's attention span is different. Fast. It is fast. When you say people, it's you. I don't know, man. I, I feel like me and Ricky are on the same page right now. I think that Ricky is on any page that starts with hate on Phoenix. <laughs> That's his favorite chapter of any book. That could be possible. You know, and hopefully it but has it's features. fair. It's fair. Okay. I think it's fair. You know. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, how long has this, uh, the new spot been open? I think it's like, what, barely a month? No, nah, it's been like a, a little longer. Going, going on three months. Three months. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, Fiesta, I'm sorry, Fiesta, uh, construction, you know, our weird winter where it's hot, cold, hot, cold. Um, it's taking time for it to to build up, right? But I mean, we're new. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'll, I'll be here for at least ten years, so you know. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I will say this: El Camino has been a spot, which of course is the other park down the road. Yeah. Um, 
that had just like I felt like it took the city by storm. I feel like everybody just started either posting about it, uh, showing up there. I see countless people that I know personally every time I go there. Copying it, fighting. I so mean, you, man, you, you, you can copy. Yo. Nothing's original, you know what I'm saying? I didn't invent the food truck park. This, you know, parking lots in Austin were doing it way before, right? But I think um, what I did different was bring a little bit more uh, uniqueness to the to the concept. You know what I'm saying? Like stand out to stand out a little bit because even the ones that were pre-existing in san antonio before el, el camino opened were basically just if it had a bar it was just a basic bar and then you got a bunch of parking spots with picnic tables you know what i'm saying all yeah. i did was add some color light it up make it a little more fun make it a little more instagrammable you know what i'm saying like a lot of lights um, a lot of lights you know it just feels like it really it, to me it just really captures the city it like it captures the culture of the city the pulse of the city Oh, yeah, definitely. More than any place I've ever seen or been. And now a lot of people, I think, you know, I think I woke a lot of bars up that have patios to really, like, start focusing on their outside space because, you know, we have nine months out of the year where it's great weather and and it's sometimes hot as fuck. But, you know, um, in the nighttime, I mean, it's always nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, summer nights is is great. Even if it's 100 in the day, it's 80 at night. Yeah. I'm saying so, like. You know, and plus casual, you can go there in gym shorts and, you know, just chill with your people, you know, have a date night, whatever. But it's not too pretentious or, or like you don't get, you got to do too much to go there and have a good drink, you know, get, get some good food, hang out with your family and your friends and all that. Right. So I think a lot of the, of the local bar owners noticed that immediately and everybody started like kind of scrambling just to, you know, do the same thing. Right. And, of and capitalize on their on their outside space and. And generate more revenue that way. I just think I just it's it's weird to me. Like I've never seen a spot that's like, okay, it's got a bar atmosphere, it's got a lot of drinks and food and stuff. But you also, like in the atmosphere and where you'll have lots of alcohol and nightlife, you've got kids out there at night yeah. having fun, enjoying themselves. You got animals out there. It's like it's weird. Like nobody's being rambunctious. It's a it's a it's a different ecosphere. Yeah, you know I designed it that yeah, way yeah. just because you know, everywhere you go, there's ratchet people, but. I didn't want to have one of them spots. I love my that, ratchets. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do that kind of stuff no more because, I mean, to me, it's like I'm, I'm too old for that shit to go just drink at a bar for no reason. or You know, I don't really drink much, right? Um, hardly at all. I mean, once in a great while I have a drink. But you see it in the news all the time. There's something going down at a sports bar. There's something going down at a, you know, a local hangout spot, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? That where everybody really just goes to drinks, uh, go, goes to drink. And the majority of their sales happen between... 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So a lot of my, um, you know, neighbors and stuff like that 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 are very busy bars don't really do much business in the daytime with the hand with a, except for a few of them, right? That have food, you know. Smoke is like one, right? It's a restaurant and a, and a hangout spot, right? Great, yeah, yeah. You know, great spot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Adrian's a good dude, you know what I mean? I have a lot of respect for him and everything that he's built in the city. But like, if you take something like that, like they make money all throughout the day and then even more at night, right? I wanted something similar to that. Um, you know, we both opened right around the same time. Our new spots, he was already existing over on Commerce and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or it was in Houston. Um, but I like that platform so much because it's just a safer approach to, to operating. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of, uh, of rules that we got to follow for TABC and people's safety and stuff like that. So, you know, to me, having the food truck park really makes the focus about more food sitting down and hanging out versus just going somewhere to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, it's a different experience. It's a way different experience. Yeah, you know. I will I, say yeah. I prefer the the daytime uh 
like outing, you know, as far as like, and, and not only that, but you, you have incorporated a lot of like good quality food trucks to be a part of this little movement you have going on. Like the, I remember when, uh, when I started going to El Camino, y'all had, uh, like the, the media trucks over there. Yeah. They were like, uh, real, we're starting to gain popularity. And then you had one just right there in the middle of El Camino. And yep. I'm just like, yo, like, that's my shit. Like I'm, I'm already drawn to the place just for like stuff like that. And then the plus side is like, yeah, there's, there's bars available. You had that one bar, the main bar, there was that, uh, bar in the back you had yeah, for a little trailer, bit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, everything is just like, it just feels like, yeah, I can't bring my family here. It's more than just like uh, the nighttime bar. Like, you can actually do things here, probably celebrate a little birthday, still bring the family out. Yeah, we do the a family ton of parties, a ton of events. Yeah. yeah, man, I mean, that that was the key is like I knew that obviously if I'm going to make a business built around food mainly, I'm not really selling the food except for when I had, you know, Holy Smoke. I created that and then Doughboy, um, which I was in food at the time when we opened El Camino, but... I got tired of dealing with the food thing and I needed to be more of a just I want I like the landlord tenant relationship to where I can handpick the food trucks, you know what I'm saying? And and um kind of curate the whole vibe, right? And it's a dope yeah. mix too, you know. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Bidia truck, you know, we got Cevichetto, they got some, you know, fire Bidia, we got Doughboy, which, you know, I had sold Doughboy to Jesse and Crystal Hamilton. You know, great people. Um they're, you know, they they have a church here on the east side. They're heavily uh active in the community. Um, you know, Raina, the pita chick, Raina and Nick. I mean, Mediterranean. the Mediterranean food. Oh, you can't go wrong like, with that. Yeah, that's some of the best Mediterranean food I've ever had, period. You know what I'm saying? Especially out of a truck. Um, you know, I mean, Peach Chicken, they have blew up like crazy when yeah, I brought them on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were over at another food truck park up on the north side. And, mm -hmm. you know, they were struggling out there. And um, But the food quality was there. I mean, they've been amazing to me. It's Whether, just location. It's location, right? Like, a lot of the... Uh, you know, the other spots in town, it's tough to really, you know what I'm saying, make it happen in a truck. I think some trucks like Cevichero, Holy Smoke, you know, are are one of the very few that that can make it without, uh, that made it without, you know, a prime location. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at that that one. I haven't been to it, but but I see them all over the Internet, you know, it's all over uh, Instagram locally. Um, Texas Front Yard Barbecue. You yes, tell me sir. they're up on Marbach, yeah, right? Man. And these dudes, oh, are, yeah, yeah. these dudes are killing it. They're all over social media, but they're in a parking lot in the hood. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and they're and they're, they're making it happen. It works. Did, it works. But that goes back to the marketing side of it. A lot of the trucks that that park with me, um, with the exception of of uh, maybe, right? Like, had almost no marketing when they started. So it's like you know, if if you're out in this kind of you know random food truck park out, out throughout town and you yeah. don't have the marketing side of it you're probably not going to get a lot of business traffic right because people don't aren't aware uh, of what you have you might be the best cook in the world but if nobody knows about it it doesn't matter you know yeah nobody's going to show up nobody's going to show up so that was what separated holy smoke cevichero you know saying texas front yard barbecue uh remedio you know what i mean we all had crazy marketing you know what i'm saying like and that's how we captivated our audience and then brought the customers to us. I opened up Holy Smoke in the, on the strip, on the on the St. Mary Strip, the week COVID shut down the city. Bro, let me let's get into that real quick. Um, so I get I get I find out about Holy Smoke, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, it was on the strip. I remember it was it was cold, and you know, because our weather's always up and down in March too. So it was cold outside. We was walking the strip. 
and I see Holy Smoke, I'm like, bro, I gotta try. I gotta try this shit, bro. I think we even did a, a little visual there. Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah, yeah, I we remember. did. We did a visual there, and uh, just to kind of showcase what the food was about. It was like our first time, like you know, kind of like where they do sneak peeks and stuff, but with food, of course. Right. So we was just gonna kind of give our input on what we thought, and I was all like, bro, like this year here, I think not only because the food was delicious that it stood out to me, but the setup, like the truck was a very professional looking truck. Like yeah. the graphic wise, you know, the you you could see the branding from like afar. You know what I'm saying? Like some food trucks don't even got a brand on it. Nah, man, you know that's, a, that's a big thing with Felt me. Like, like Texas too. If you, if you look at every truck. Yes, it did. If you look at every truck that's at El Camino and Besamit, like they all have some size, some sort of branding, you know what I'm saying? With the exception of one or two that we're, that we're working on. Yeah. You know, um, some of them didn't need the coaching. Like Peter Chick came in and she had a fire brand ready to go. You know what I'm saying? The difference with her is she just didn't have marketing, right? She didn't have anybody, like, pushing the content. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's what we helped them out with. But a lot of them, you know what I'm saying, like, we've kind of coached along the way. Like, hey, like, you know, the truck should look like this. Sevi Chetto also had a great truck before. You know, they had their mm -hmm. branding on point. And I think that's one of the reasons why they why they became so popular so fast. And they're rare but, cuisine, too. Yeah. Rare cuisine. But, um, but, yeah, so, you know, we did our thing, man. Yeah, I think, I, kinda, I think too, that was one fear I had because – when I like something, I, w I want it to like live on, right. pretty much. I don't, I don't want it to go away. Uh, we seen maybe like smaller uh, restaurants like throughout the COVID time time period where we never saw them again. That that was it. You know what I'm saying? And then when Holy Smoke opened, I was like, oh, this is this to me, this is some new shit. I mean, there's food trucks around like you mentioned earlier, but not all of them pop like that, and not all of them have maybe the food quality or the branding to to really make it like that or to attract the the people. Yeah. And so Holy Smoke was one of those that I'm like, that's the opposite. And so I'm all like, I don't want that shit to go away. And then the city shut down. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what timing to try to open up? And I thought it was like, I, I thought the worst. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, I was like, that's going to be a hit. You know, nobody's going to be outside anymore, especially when everything really did shut down. And then here we are three years later. And the truck still exists. Yeah, I sold it. Uh, Abel uh, and Sierra, they you know they own Cevichero. Yeah. And um, they were parking at El Camino and they were killing it. And I kind of just thrown it out there. I'm like, yo, like I'm thinking about selling Holy Smoke because I'm done with food. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. You know what I'm saying? I got to do something. I'm, I want to focus on doing more bars and food truck parks and stuff like that, right? So um, we worked the deal out and they bought it and now they're running it and he's. You know, training on, you know what I'm saying, becoming a good pit master, focusing on the on the art of it. And, you know, they're they're building it up and he's going to make it his own thing. You know what I'm saying? So the brand will live on. You know what I'm saying? He's got the page. He's got the business and all that. I think he's going to do a great job with it and, you know, bring it back strong, stronger than before. And I will I will say, I don't remember if you mentioned it to me that you were going to be branching off and doing, you know, the more of like the food trucks and stuff like that. But I did remember there was like a difference, I think, in, in people working there now because new owners. Right. Mm hmm. But the food quality, like, I like that it stayed. You know, like, they didn't, you know, like, sometimes if you sell something off, it change, changes drastically, and then you might not be too fond of it anymore. Yeah. And it's, like, it's still good quality food, you know what I'm saying? I I, I got a couple brisket uh, tacos recently. But I do want to shout out, and I had no idea. So I saw this truck there. I texted you, and I said, yo, that's a dope truck, right? And then you said it was the new Elote truck. Yeah, it's my sister. That yeah. your sister owns. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to support, right? So I'm like, let me go over there. I haven't had an elote in years. Yeah. So I'm like, let me go over there and just ask. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to place my order. I'm like asking for a recommendation. I'm like, you know, because I don't know what's good. There's a couple options on the, you know, on the menu. 
and and then you know uh, your sister ended up being being there while when I showed up, and so I was you know formally introduced there, and she kind of gave me a little recommendation. I tried it. That shit was amazing. Yeah. That shit was fucking amazing. And I, and it's some people can say, like, oh, is, how hard can it be to make an elote? No. No, nah, man, there's a science there, to it. There is a it's science cultural. to a lot yeah. of different foods that you would think are the simplest. And I was it's like, like no. Nah. saying who can make boiled eggs. It's not, you could fuck up a boiled egg. Yeah, you really you know can. Because like, when, you're, when you're eating something like that, there's, a, there's memory attached to that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You, you, you think about where you were when you were younger, when you were eating it, or the last time you had it, the feeling that you had that. It's a lot more to it than just food. It's also quality ingredients. Yeah. A lot of these people, a lot of street vendors and stuff like that, use the cheapest stuff you can get so you can maximize your profit and stuff, right? Naomi hand makes, like, home makes the cream that, that, that is used, the crema that's used on the on, on the base and stuff like that, right? The butter, all that stuff. I mean, none of it is is cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all made from scratch pretty much, right? And then she has her process down with, you know, uh, how she cooks the corn and how she, you know, preps the whole thing. Um, so now she puts a lot of time and effort into it. Even her aguas frescas, that stuff, that stuff is fresh. It's fresh fruit. She actually cuts fruit, makes the aguas frescas. She ain't buying no powders and making it. Like, every like Mex- some other damn people. Near, <laughs> damn near every Mexican restaurant you go to or Tex-Mex restaurant you go to in San Antonio, um, a lot of them use powdered products. Get horchata, it's made of powder. It's, right. it's shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's not legit. It's fast food. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, restaurants in general, when you get into the space and you work, you know what I'm saying, you, you own one or you work in one or whatever, like, a lot of the stuff we consume is streamlined, processed, pretty much, and it's not really made from scratch, right? Everybody's buying from Restaurant Depot, Cisco, or one of the, you know, the big distributors up, uh, uh, up on the west side, and um, you know, Produce Alley or whatever, right? They just buy all this stuff ready to go. You cook it, you reheat it, and then you sell, you sell it. Naomi makes it from scratch, so it's a, it's a, I like it. It's a good approach to uh, something that that people think is so simple, and street food makes it like a quality experience. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this. <clears throat> I think everybody who was trying to do something, their process is different. Some people dream it, and then you go through the steps of doing it. Some people picture out and, and map out everything that they're trying to do and try as best as they can to reach those certain goals. Then some people are willing and dealing. Like, you take the opportunity as they come. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, first you create this thing, and then this becomes available, and then you start dreaming about something else. As you start expanding to Besame, and new adventures that are coming up. Is, are these things that you have dreamed up, things that you have blueprint? Are you the type of person that dreams it first and plans it out in your head? Or are these opportunities that come to you and you're just sort of going with it as they come? Uh, I'm more just go with the flow type thing, right? Um, El Camino was a dream, planned on a napkin type of thing. And then went through hell to get it open, learned a lot about development, went through some crazy difficult processes, you know, had the had a little, had some help along the way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and just like kind of all the stars aligned and it worked out. You know what I'm saying? There there was at least six times where El Camino would just not exist anymore, had had things gone even a little bit worse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, it was a major financial burden on me and my family, you know what I'm saying? Like um, little backstory to that. I mean, not to get too much into detail, but you know, I was gonna partner with with a good friend, and we're still friends. Uh, a lot of respect for the guy, right? But it had I partnered with him, we probably wouldn't be friends no more because of how much I lost going into this. Like it, it, it it's very, it was very stressful. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and I'm fortunate to have you know the backing of you know my family. Like you know, my parents were there. 
uh, because they kind of saw, you know, my dad kind of saw like, he's like, hey, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this with a, with, with a partner. Like, you know, let me help you out. Keep Take, it in the family type it, of thing. Keep it in the family type of thing because I think he saw the, the, the potential for it to blow up in my face. You know what I'm saying? Because it was such a big, you know, task. And at the time, I'm a very, uh, I'm so nonchalant about things and like think very little of a lot of, a lot of processes. Like, oh, it's nothing. I got it. That was, that was not nothing. It was one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. And had I not had that family support there, honestly, it wouldn't have happened. And I know a lot of people, like, you know, especially, like, in, in our culture is, uh, you know, they think, like, oh, like, you know, your parents helped you type thing or whatever. I mean, I'm fortunate, man. I'll admit it, like, right now, like, yeah, like, my, parent, my, my, my parents helped me. My, actually, my in-laws helped me, too, you know what I'm saying, like, along the way. And, and my family, my mom, everybody was there for me. And my sister, you know, was grinding it out with me in, in Holy Smoke Truck when it was, you know, getting off the ground and we were starting to get crazy busy. I mean, my entire family stepped up and helped me make this thing possible you right know what I'm saying? so anyway El Camino was a major learning experience for for me and my family and the thing with me though is that I adapt I'll, I'm not afraid to lose lose a fight lose anything you know what I'm saying like but what does come from it is I know is that when my back's against the wall I'm gonna I'm you know step up you know what I'm saying I'm gonna make it happen and um, so I learned a lot in developing and opening a business and then running a business I'm still learning and, uh, you know, I have a good team around me. I mean, I got, you know, Mel, who's... Uh, Melly you know, Mel. Shout yeah, out to Melly Mel. Yeah, she, you know, she's like my right hand with everything, you know, business-related right now. And, you know, we have a good thing going. We have a good relationship. And, um, you know, she's there for me with, with, you know, expanding these bars, right? And then we have, you know, a team under her and, and me, like, that are key players. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my guys have been with me since Holy Smoke. You know, a lot of the, the guys on the team specifically, and then even the bar staff, you know what I'm saying? Some of them have been with me since day one, and they're still there, mm -hmm. you know? So, so would you would you advise people who are trying to be entrepreneurs or, or looking for advice, would you advise them to take it as you go, or would you advise them to do the opposite? How would you advise think, people? What advice would you give them? I think you them? need to do what what is good for you in your process, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't take what I do and think that that's gonna work for you because some people can't operate like that. Like, you know, my sister is a good example, right? We're, we're very similar in a lot of ways, but complete opposites in others. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll jump into a pool without even checking. You know what I'm saying? How she'll, deep it is. Yeah, yeah, without <laughs> even checking how deep it is. Like, she'll just, like, stick a toe in, see if she likes it or not, take her time, and she'll move when she's ready, right? Um, both have pros and cons. On my end, I could, I, could, I could sink, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could drown, right? And I've drowned many times, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had to, you know, pull myself out of big holes and, and, and get help, you know what I'm saying, from, from, you know, family and not be afraid to ask for help, you know, uh, all that stuff, right? And, and uh, Naomi is very... Uh, calculated. Calculated with her moves, you know what I'm saying? But the downside to that is that sometimes you don't make the move, you know what I'm saying? You have this dream for 10 years and it takes you a long time just to get it off the ground. You live with regret, you live with resentment towards yourself for not making the moves when it should when it might have been the right time. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? Sometimes dreams even die out. Like you have this big dream that, you know, you want to do something and then you never do it timing. and it kind of just goes away, right? So, timing is super important. And um, you know, with her situation, she spoke on it, you know what I'm saying, when she uh, was talking to Mazi. And I think, uh, you know, I'm proud of her because she made it, she, she, she did it. She jumped right. and she, she pulled the plug on working for, you know, a place that she was unhappy at. You know what I'm saying? And she, she finally, like, just made the move, you know? I mean, um, that's, that, that's the thing. I, I think my whole life, 
you you know my older brother. So my whole life is like sort of predicate on doing the opposite. You know what I'm saying? But because because I'm the younger sib because I was a younger sibling, I get to watch him make all the mistakes. Yeah. And I get to adjust how I want to do things and and build a blueprint based on those mistakes and how I don't want this and how I don't want that. So that is an actual thing. I will say that uh, I'm glad that you pointed out the fact of, you know, having that family support because I think that that's the part that uh, maybe other business owners or just people who are, whatever they're doing in general, who act like everything was just them, it's all them. And, yeah. you know, there, there's no credibility to people who I really cared about you and helped you, like, kind of, you know, build what you got and, and, yeah. and get you to, where, you know, the point you're at right now. And and you, you're okay to highlight that. And I, and I appreciate that kind of thing because I feel like people don't do that enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people also put their blood, sweat, and tears into, like, these businesses or, I've you know, whatever. I've grinded my ass off to get to where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say it because, like, to be real about it, there's not, I haven't really met anybody that was completely self-made. You know what I'm saying? Even no. the no. multi-millionaire people that I met, like, if you have a wife that's supportive, yep. right, then you're not self-made. Your yep. wife was there with you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, while you was out there, you know, grinding and getting it. She was there for your support, right? Of course. If it's your parents, you know, spotting you some money or, or investing in your business with you, that's Watching support, your kids. right? People, people look down on that type of thing because they make it seem like, oh, like, you didn't do it on your own. Daddy helped you or whatever, right? Like, um, I think it's complete bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's like this, this weird machismo type of uh, mentality that people really got to get away from because like it's holding them back you know the people that have ever that, that have ever known that information that have tried to use it against me they ain't doing nothing right now one's probably a junkie sitting somewhere like drinking his life away you know what i'm saying and then the others really just ain't doing it in business you know but what I'm why saying? would like, you not why would you not lean on your resources exactly if you have the help and you have the resources it's and so use rare it, to have if that. you were if, if you were ever like you know like I said, if your wife is there, like, right, and she's holding it down at the house and she's making this family for you while you go out and you work, that's support. You know yep, what I'm saying? Of course. You got to lean on that because, and that's another scenario where my wife, you know, left a good paying job and, and, um, and we started a family together in the middle of all the, the middle of all this craziness and she held it down. I couldn't have done it without her. You yep. know what I'm saying? I could be successful without anybody. I have been successful without, without the help. I've done stuff completely on my own. Without without any sort of help, but even along the way, people were helping me. Support, yes. yeah, yeah like, support. Mm -hmm. Nobody what, ever does it alone. That support and security. If you're in, if you're in the street and 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 you got somebody that's looking out for you or whatever and, and setting you up, that that that's 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 the lob right to the layup. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like it's in every scenario, and people get so hung up on all these, you know, I'm self-made and I'm this and I'm that and I got it off the curb. Like people don't get shit about about themselves. There's you need, always you need the help. There's always a group of people that were actually helping you that are just sort of looking at you like. Work, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you did it by yourself. Yeah, no one did it by themselves. Nobody, not those people in stocks, people in all this shit or whatever. I, I see it every day where people have this weird, like I said, the machismo thing, and, and and thinking that they just made it on their own and they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like your family, your kids, your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like people who were there for you when you needed it and when you were struggling to to build it up. That's but support. You, you just gotta have the awareness to realize where the support is coming through. Like um, everybody's people around them supports them differently. Um, as a writer, when I was writing the stuff, I'm working a full-time job, 12-hour shifts, I'm going to school full-time, and what have you, and what I need is space. I got children, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I need space to dream. I'm a natural dreamer. I'm cooking up in my head, but I'm doing so many things. Like, you don't have time, you make time. So, my wife, 
allowed me the space to go off in my zone to create this stuff while doing everything like that. And that so all goes back to the it, support system. You have to recognize, like having a village is so fucking rare. If you don't depend on your village, you be an idiot, you be a fool. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pride is pride is some dumb stuff. And then there's the side of it where people are like, oh, well, I wish I had that type of support. I'm like, you, a lot of people do. You just probably not in don't a way, see it. You probably just don't see it. You yeah. Know or afraid to ask out or of pride. Afraid to ask, yeah, you know. But aside from that, with being self-driven, motivated, and, and making shit happen, like, my family didn't do, like, this part of it, right? Like, it, it took a lot of my end to, to make it happen. The difference is I had, I, I leaned on my support system, you know what I'm saying, and asked for the help when I needed it, right? But I went out there and made this shit grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went out there and made it happen. We were out there grinding and, and you know, doing barbacoa, and barbacoa mornings at 6 a.m. and being out the door at 3.30, 4 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, and holy smoke in the middle of the pandemic when no one's out in the street and having 60 people in line to buy, to buy breakfast with you. You know what I'm saying? I did all of that, you know? And I had, my, my, I had the support there. You know what I'm saying? You just need somebody to free you up. You have the talents and you have a specific gifts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But life constrains you. And you need somebody to sort of like take the weights off you so you can actually uh, uh, achieve your actual talent. Of course. The thing that you're good at. And But when you finally achieve that, you got to recognize, I didn't have this freedom without this. Exactly. I was able to be myself. And, you know, it's like uh, if we take it to sports, you take LeBron James, who has to do a lot of things, right? Of course. He's a different type of player than Kobe was or KD. He's free. When he was on Golden State... You got to worry about Steph. You got to worry about this. And he was just free to do whatever he wants. So, of course, he's going to shine. He's going to do all the scoring. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the responsibility. Of course. So, you got to recognize when you have those people that are freeing you up so you can be 100% my talented self to achieve the thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, shine away from that a little bit. Just to get into a little background, uh, I think, you know, shout out to J-Boy. I know he said, like, he's like, yo, Ricky from uh, Chicago, too. I mean, mind you, I was just born there. But I, I was there all the time. But your t how much time did you spend in Chicago? I moved here when I was like 13, man. So I really consider myself from here more than anything. I've been here, same, you yeah. know, 22 years already or something like that. Uh, 23 years. Huh? No, 20, By the way, you 24. just had a birthday. Happy yeah, birthday to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, this so, this guy didn't care. So I moved here 13. <laughs> um, I mean, it was cool. We grew up in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like. Not the suburbs or anything like that. We actually moved to the suburb for like less than a year before we moved here. Mm -hmm. But you know, I grew up in the city. Um, and I mean, I was a kid though, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really grow up there as an adult, you know, I grew up, really I became an adult here, right? I, I grew up here Yeah. And, and, and I don't even, I'll probably never move back to Chicago ever. I fucking hate the cold. Oh yeah, same. Bro. I like the cold to go skiing. I don't like the cold just to be in a cold city yeah, for I'm, nothing. I'm done yeah. with winter. Yeah. I will say like, uh, I used to spend, cause I, I got family on my mom's side out there. And so I used to like to go out there for like for the holidays, Yeah. but the cold at times would be so extreme. That I'm just like, nah, dude, I can't do it. No, so I, I go in the depressing. summertime, and you can still wear sweatshirts in the summer. That's the that's the plus side to it. But I mean, how often is it not cold there? Maybe like a few months out of the year. It's it's down the middle. I think it's like six and six. You know, fall and, and spring there are still chilly at night. Um, so yeah, it's about even. Yeah, you know, about four warm months. You know, sometimes hot, and then. Uh, but by nightfall, it's yeah, it's got all four yeah. seasons. Yeah, it's got fall, spring, you know, winter, summer. Yeah, uh, I will say that the the food selection there is one of the things that I love the most about Chicago. Oh, yeah. And by going every you know every year, 
just to see family. I'm like, there's always something new also to discover out there. But the one thing that I don't see is like, and my cousins can vouch for this because they come down here and they're like, yo, we love like, the first place I took them here was, uh, and excuse the noise, we're outside. But um, I took them to El Camino and they was like, yo, we don't got shit like this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of hard to do that when you got like snow half the year sometimes. Not like that, the real estate, where are you going to find a lot that big in Chicago that is, just doesn't exist? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, and then if I opened up an outdoor business out there, I mean, it should only be open six months out of the year. Yeah, you'd you know lose the other half of the year. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's just not the the type of uh, space for it. You know what I'm saying? The type of, the type of place for it. Um, outdoor patios kill it out there during the summertime. Rooftop bars and outdoor patios, mm -hmm. whoever's got one, they, they kill it. But again, that's a very limited, you know, amount of time throughout the year that those are even operational. And then food trucks, the city is not friendly to food trucks. Not only that, you can't really park anywhere. You know what I'm saying? There's no parking for it. So the infrastructure is not there for it's not set up for stuff. it. It's not set up for it. Yeah. You know, that's unfortunate. Um, now, as far as like you've been here all this time now, do you still like travel back and forth? Like you got family there? I used to. Yeah, my dad still lives there, but he's got a, they got a spot out there, but they're all over the world. Like they travel a bunch and they got a few spots throughout, you know, different countries and stuff and um what do you call it you know i go back but i haven't been in a few years actually oh so you know, kind of overdue I just, i'm done i don't really i don't have a reason to go over there anymore yeah you yeah, know my pops is over there you know what i'm saying him him and my stepmom then you know we'll go make time to see them my sister lives out there but she's probably gonna move down here you know so i mean chicago's cool but i like texas yeah yeah i mean ain't nothing wrong with some texas here's where i talk here's what i want to talk about with rick right i've known rick for a while <laughs> We hate on each other. Everybody has their unique gifts, right? Yes. Rick has always been this person. Always, even when he was young, right? I think that his unique talent, like I, I don't, I think it's downgrading to call him a hustler, right? That's fair. He's a go-getter, right? But he's always been like that. We met, because we both were on Vandal Records, and there's a lot of things that Rick could have done, but Rick was definitely a go-getter, like to the point to like his detriment. Like he, he rapped, he was a good rapper, but his, his hustle like outshined everything. Mm -hmm. He was always that person and it's a weird drive. Where, where does your drive derive from? What drives you? Like where does that drive come from? Maybe a fear of being mediocre. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I see a lot of people move and I think Earlier on when I was younger, it was really hard to to kind of, like, move the way that I should have, like, been mature. Like, I was immature, right? Mm -hmm. I, I was always, you know what I'm saying, a go-getter, you know, hustler, whatever you want to label it. But I think when I was younger, I was kind of arrogant, you know what I'm saying, and, and <laughs> didn't really have – I mean, just like any any young person, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you make these moves and you think, too, you think too highly of yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I needed to be, you know, humbled several times you know what i'm saying yeah um but i will say that i was never wrong you know what i'm saying like um i was arrogant but everything that that i thought i was back then i actually became as i got older you know what i mean yeah the potential for the sure the potential was there and the the the, the drive and, and the hustle and all that stuff was always there and i always made it work man from you know what i'm saying selling tie cds out the you know vandalism one and two and three you know what I'm saying? Going to Six Flags and hustling CDs for $20. And then you have the whole digital, you know, uh, space changed, right? And, and music changed. You know what I'm saying? And still, you know, finding ways to grind it out and then got into music videos and then, you know, did the Ice JJ Fish thing. Let I me mean, tell you something. 
Let's stop right there. Uh, he's JJ Fish. I don't know if you know, <laughs> but this motherfucker is responsible for the rise. And fall. This this of I, Ice JJ Fish. This I am aware of, but no, I would love dead for, fucking serious. I would I, see. He's responsible. We've had this conversation, but I want I want to hear from like Ricky's He's a viewpoint on the city. On on how how did that come about for you? That whole uh, opportunity, I guess you could it's, say. Like Kai said, sometimes you know we, we hate on each other. We joke around. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't really hate it. like uh, Kai. Obviously, like I love. You know, I got my guys. He's a, he's an all right guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I did have like kind of a a resentment towards rappers for a while, like like especially local rappers in general, and not like just not that I was hating on my friends or anything like that. It was just for the space in general. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, it was like this whole. It goes back to the machismo thing where everybody. Everybody thinks that the moves they make are just like, yo, you're like, you're the king of the city type shit. Ain't nobody really making the moves out here. You know what I'm saying? With the with the exception of a few people in San Antonio, you know, that that have really done something in the music industry, nobody has really done anything in the music industry. So this is kind of where I was talking about with that arrogance, you know what I'm saying, where I thought I was better than people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I wanted to learn music videos and doing all this stuff or whatever, but I also kind of wanted to spite them. like spite them yeah. and make somebody blow up so they can see the value of what I what, what I could bring to the table, right? And and I did it. I made I made a joke, you know, one of the most viral videos on the internet for like a while, like 250 million views, something like that, just on YouTube, and then plus whatever it was on World Star. I think collectively it's probably half a billion. I was so right? mad at them. People were so mad at me. I think I remember local rappers talking shit, talking about, oh, like could have used them resources on local rappers. I'm like, you won't even invest into your own shit. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the the sucker shit that that most dudes, not even just local rappers, most people are on, right? Like they think everybody, everybody's got, got everybody's got the answers after it happens. You know what I'm saying? But of nobody thought about like, wow, I should have been doing that from the jump, right? Now everybody's playing catch up. Now it's like, you know, if you ain't doing music videos now, I mean, you know, and you're rapping, you're pretty much non-existent. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't doing, you know, if you're not streaming on all services, and it goes from every every aspect, from rapping to podcasting to doing business and all this stuff, right? Like even now, we talk about people copying El Camino. It goes back to the same type of thing. It's a lot of a lot of uh, mediocrity and kind of like people just not really like being um, being on top of their game, being on top of their hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll try and poach my employees and people that I built, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my, my old guy, Oscar, we're still cool, good dude. You know what I'm saying? I got love for the kid, you know what I mean? But multiple businesses tried to poach him for me. They actually did, right? Thinking that he was the answer to their problems, which is like, they're not getting busy no more, right? They thought that, that by taking him for me, that that was gonna improve their business. And it didn't. It's been, it's been, you know, eight months already or something like that, right? And why are we still one of the top spots? Because it's because of my marketing approach. And, you know, my new guy, Andrew, is a beast. You know what I'm saying? He's picking up. I don't even need to talk to him that much more about strategy and shit because he's just figuring out how, how I moved and, and took it and ran with it. And now he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? But anyway, you could take that same scenario and put it in every every type of, of business, whether it's rapping, you know what I'm saying, or, or podcasting or, you know, retail, whatever, right? Like, I knew that the Internet was the number one thing that we needed to focus on. And I wanted to, to to do the Ice JJ Fish thing and videos like that to spite other people to yeah. make them wake up and realize that yo like you're full of shit like <laughs> maybe you should listen to Ricky because I wasn't I, even though I was arrogant and cocky at the time I actually knew what the fuck I was talking about and it happened yeah. right 
But I think that's an important nuance, right? When I asked them the question about, and I hope they're listening, when I asked them a question about being a hustler or, or, or being motivated to be an entrepreneur, he didn't say money. No. He didn't say to be rich. He didn't say to be wealthy. He said he was, he was afraid of being mediocre. And that's a, that's a subtle nuance. That's, not, that's like not reaching your full potential. You're focused on the potential, on what you can do with your talent. The money will come if you stay focused on your goal. Mm-hmm. If you chase the money, it's always going to run from you. And just because you get it, don't make you everything that you think that you are. Mm-hmm. The money ain't going to validate you. You'll still be a sucker. You'll still be a rich sucker. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and no, plenty of rich suckers. You know what I'm saying? But you're chasing your potential. You're trying to achieve your dreams and what have you. And that is the nuance, I guess, to being successful. And then once you achieve something, he didn't rest on his laurels. You expand, you move on to other things, and you keep dreaming. You're not chasing the money. The money will come. That's the nuance I think people are missing. And that's why I asked him that question on purpose to say, all right, what's your motivation? If the motivation is money, but well then if El Camino is successful, you can stop there. Yeah. Exactly. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? But now it's but like expansion. It's his potential, and he's afraid of being, you can even say normal, when you know, if you know enough, if you're self-aware about yourself, you know there's something about you. I got something. Yeah. And your whole goal should be trying to maximize the potential of whatever that thing is you got. Maybe you get rich, but it ain't about that. You know what I'm saying? To me, being rich is more about owning my time. You know what I'm saying? One of my boys, Kay, he says the same thing all the time. Like, I own my time, right? I am in debt to the businesses. I owe owe effort and and work to it, right? But can't nobody tell me to be somewhere at a certain time or I need to wake up at a certain time or I can't spend time with my kids today or, or whatever, right? Like, you know, no, you can't go out with your wife because you got to be, you know, at work at six in the morning and stuff like that. That's the other side of it, you know, is that it's not necessarily that, don't get me wrong, I love money, but money is just the means to exactly. have freedom. Yeah. That, and that's it. I've, There's I've, no dollar I've amount I'm chasing. A lot of times, and I'm just like, a lot of people want to be rich and wealthy. I want to be debt free. Yeah. That's the goal for me. If you're debt free, that allows me freedom. Like money is not the goal. Money is a tool. It's a screwdriver. It's a hammer. Exactly. To get ultimately what you want. Freedom to live your life at its finest, at the, at the biggest apex, at the biggest potential. You need money to do that, but money is not the goal. The freedom is the goal. If you focused on the money, you lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think uh, you, want, you want to enjoy what you're doing as well. And of so, of course, like, you can have all the money in the world. That doesn't mean you're happy. So I just I want to be the best of what I'm doing, man. That's 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 really it. You know, like I said, fear of being mediocre, but also like any space I step into, I'm gonna be the best at it. Dude, I was fucking, I was marketing for a, a performance auto shop, and I built, you know, what I'm saying the the multiple departments from the ground up, literally zero sales from the day we opened to you know making several hundred thousand dollars a month. You know, what I'm saying like I worked in the strip club, and what was my pitch when I got the job that I can help you with your marketing. You know what I'm saying? That I'm going I'm to blow this shit up. Like, what do y'all make average on monthly? Cool, you make about, you know, 225, 250. Got that shit up to 325. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm, I want to be the best at everything. And whether that's fucking being a janitor or that I'm going to start a janitor company, I'm going to have a bunch of people working for me. We're going to go get out, go get all these contracts, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen. So this path that I, that I chose was really um, 
partially like a dream of my brothers that I made my own. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I was lost for a long time when he was, when, when you know, when he was killed, and um, and I was just like, man, I gotta do something, and I I could literally pick anything and run with it and be successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do the bar thing, but I'm gonna do it my way. You know what I mean? So. And that's your new goal, correct? You want to be, you want to have an empire. I'm stuck on food and beverage right now. I mean, like, I'm going to dabble off into building food trucks and, and um, you know what I'm saying, being kind of like a, 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 a resource for anybody wanting to get in the food truck business, right? So you can get one built for me. You can, you know, park with me. Uh, you know, I can consult you, you know what I'm saying, on how, to, on how to build it and stuff like that. But I'm proven in this industry now where, you know, I don't know too many people that can, you know, get their start in the middle of the pandemic, blow up, make tons of money, and then expand into, you know, now three bars, because I just signed on Cantina the other day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, congrats on that. And know. I'm glad you brought that up, because that used to be, like, the spot, the yeah. old stomping grounds for, for me and a people. lot of people. Yeah. Uh, mind you, there there it had its moments of, you know... Uh, it's got its reputation. Yeah, the reputation and, and things of that sort. But the moment you, you announced that, like, you signed on to that, I was like... I think he could make it different, and, and I'm gonna crush it, man. And, and yeah, I, I had no no doubt whatsoever, and no. I'm just like, I have a good feeling about this shit, yeah. and it's like still in my backyard. That I'm like, this could be my return back to like scenes like that whenever you know, because like you said, uh, you're not all about like hanging out at bars. You know, we're at a different age now. We got families. You will now. never see me drinking with at my bar. Like if you ever do, it's a single pour that I'm maybe with this guy or you know, some friends and family and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I've, I don't think I've ever been drunk at El Camino or, or Besame. I think no. I've, yeah, ever. Like, no. yeah, I don't think any of my staff, no, none of my staff has ever seen me drunk. You know what I'm saying? That could because be a good thing. That's, well, that is a good thing yeah. because to Cantina and, and other spots that I have worked at, right? Like, you hear all these stories, the bad reputations and all that stuff. The thing with me and drinking, you know, it's it's like um, I've already seen it happen too many times. I mean, how many times? You know, we just heard something the other day from that dude Peru. You know what I'm saying? Blast that dude in the in the bar. I mean, you know, people drink and they lose all their control. Their, their control over emotions, over everything, right? And then you do something stupid like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've gotten in trouble in, in, in a bar back when I was 21 for drinking, right? Getting in a big fight, somebody gets hurt, and then now you got to charge. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not. I, I don't know. With me and drinking, to each it's their own. I know people, you know what I'm saying, like to enjoy themselves or whatever and like to celebrate for every weekend for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I think it's a <laughs> it, it's a vice. You know what I'm saying? And it's a it's a drug. It's literally people can't control their addictions. The, you know the, the everyday weekend celebration is a little nuts, it's to nuts. be honest. Uh, I, I can understand uh, a birthday, an accomplishment, you know, like... Kai dropped the book. Let's let's have a couple, you know, drinks just to celebrate, maybe. But like casually, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm at that point too, where you know now that I, I got I got a couple kiddos, uh, you know I I'm more of a family guy now. Like I, that's where I spend most of my time. And the last thing I want to do, and you know I tell my friends all the time, I like to know that I can make it home. You know I want to make it home and still be able to enjoy some things. I'd rather go to a restaurant. And enjoy myself and still make it back to the fam. You know what I mean? Man, but I more don't... or less, you also got things to do. Yeah, exactly. we're busy. You're building up. And, and, and when you look at it, that too. Yeah. all of us are, when you got things to do, when you got motivations, you learn how to discipline yourself. Because yeah. you know, I have the potential to do this. I'm showing that I can do this and I can lose it. Exactly. And I don't want to lose it because I've been disciplined. I've been sacrificing to build this shit up. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is throw it away. It is. 
And I hate on this guy. We've known we've known each other for a while, but I think it's important in how you uh, is how you choose your friends. When they say you you look at your friends, and that that shows all you about. When when you hear him speak, he's saying I'm going to be the best at something. When you hear me talk, I'm like I'm going to be the greatest writer San Antonio ever produced. Mm-hmm. It's it's the goals of trying to be the best and stuff like that. If you got to have those kind of people that are like minded around yourself, like what are you trying to do? It's the same way you choose your mate. It's the same way you should choose your friends. Like, hey, what you got going for you or what have you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To, to me, um, sorry. No, go to, ahead. To touch on that, like, if you think about it, when, when I, I actually thought about this the other day about my group of friends and who I'm surrounding myself with, right? Like, on a business level, we don't really have much in common. You know what I'm saying? But right. we do share a lot of the same motivations. Like, you wanted to be the best writer. I want to be the best in the food and beverage business in the city. You know what I'm saying? Outside the city. I'm going I'm to blow it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it going until, until you know, I just can't no more until I get bought out for $50 million, $100 million, whatever, right? Like, or just retire off of it and give my kids this business when they're older. But, um, you know, when I look at Ty and I look at Kai, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, Ty. even my boy Tank, yeah, you, know saying? My fr- my, you know, all my friends, you know, my boy Kay, like, they're all the best in their, in their, their own lanes. Their own lanes. Yeah. Ty is still to this day, I've listened to countless rappers and countless artists. Ty's a fucking beast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never heard anybody be able to, like, murder him on a song. You know what I'm saying? Keep up for sure. You know what I'm saying? And, and, be, and, and have your own thing to it. Yeah, absolutely, right? But when, ne- it, comes never to, like a when it comes to demolished. bars, though, <laughs> when it comes to bars, though, yeah. like, I just don't think I've, I've met, ever met anybody or heard anybody that would murder him on a song, right? Um, and, you know, these guys are my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Kai, like, it, it's weird because I don't really don't kick it with nobody. But if I ever want to go out and chill somewhere and just sit down, like, he'll tell you, like, we've never gone out and gotten really drunk together, right? No, that's like, not my thing. Like, it's not our thing. You know what I'm saying? Let's go have a smoke. Let's sit, let's sit down, chop it up, get some time out the house away from, you know, away from everything. And Definitely. just chill for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I still keep in contact with these guys and, and make the effort to be in their lives. And they, and they make the effort to be in mine because I feel like, you know, we all have similar goals in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just in different in different lanes, you know what I mean. But now, like we're all family guys. He's got kids. Ty's got kids. Tank. All, all my boys got kids now. Yeah. You know what I'm but saying. But we also we also lean and contribute. If if Rick is doing something, we're gonna contribute. If I'm doing something, Rick is contributing. No questions asked. Rick has done a lot of stuff that has just been like, damn, I ain't asked you for that. It's just who he is as a person. You know what I'm saying? It, that that kind of reminds the brotherhood. We lean on each other the same way he leans on his resources. Everybody's building each other up. You know what I'm saying? It kind of reminds me of, uh, like, this whole podcast thing. Like, you, you mentioned, I mean, you've already talked about the music part, uh, bi- you know, opening businesses, you know, these little these uh, these fronts over here, like these, you know, restaurants or whatever. And and for me, I guess in my lane would be, like, you know, I didn't know I was going to be in the podcast world, you know what I mean? But now that I am, it's like, all right, how do I make myself uh, be that go-to podcast out here? And, like, how do I help the people that I respect? Because to me, that's always an important thing. I've liked being a, a big supporter of people in the city that I'm friends with or became friends with, even if I'm just a, kind of acquainted with you. Right. Like, I may not know Ricky on on a, on a super personal level, but, like, if anybody who comes into town, which is often, and they ask, like, hey, what, your, you know, what we got to do out here? Usually the first spot I go to is, like, one of these food trucks, and right, that right. being El Camino, you know what I mean? And, like, I just brought my people from Colorado to El Camino last weekend. And just because I'm like, I support what they got going on. They got a product I enjoy as well. Why not support it? Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not afraid to do that shit. Not only that, but I come on my podcast 
and I, I shout I shout it out. I tell you exactly what I tried, so you can go and do the same shit. Giving information. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't have to. I don't work for Ricky. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I don't work for you. And you know, you got a book that came out, and you had books prior to that. And I, you know, I've chosen to support that because yep. I'm like, I like the product. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And these are respectable people that I've had conversations with. And, and I would love to continue to uh, converse with, you know, in future episodes or even just like, you know, we chilling and, and, you know, like I said, having to smoke and or drink, even something to eat. And, and to me, that's important because you're sharing that, that information, you know, like I might be like, you know, what? I might take today some of the shit he said. Like, I could incorporate that into what I'm doing. I think you, you should know? always lean towards if you see even a resemblance of, of greatness or genius, mm-hmm. you should always lean towards that. Of course. Support it. And build it up. At if anything, you can be inspired by it on a daily. Mm-hmm. You can follow a blueprint. You can model something like that. But at some point in time, you've got to you got to look around. If you see any resemblance of any type of genius or greatness, you got to lean towards that. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And see how you can take certain things and build your DNA, and create whatever your thing is. I, I just I got to be associated with creators and cultivators. That's my thing. Creators and cultivators, because that's who I am. Like. Creation is my drug of choice mm-hmm. over anything. There's nothing like the feeling of manifesting something that was in here or something that was in here and watching it, creating it, and doing it. Yeah, you know making it a reality. I think that's why, you know, to say it again, I think that's why I've wanted to still keep the same friends, right? Because, you know, again, like we're all doing something completely different in life, but we're all trying to go for the same thing, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and they're great in their own respect you know what i'm saying like kai's doing his books that's to me that's that's crazy i mean the amount of you know uh attention and effort and and time that it takes to write a book to write three four books you know what i'm saying i mean like it's crazy right and then to put it on amazon and like you're an entrepreneur too you're a business you know what i'm saying it's not it's completely relevant to and, and i can relate to everything you're doing right just in a different way and you know it's saying? funny because and the Rick, fact that I'm not even a reader and he got me to read a that book that is true. And he, he was nuts. dedicated to it. He was he was calling me up and like, yo, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about. And as a as a writer, that's all you can dream of. It's the same thing as when I was, you know, when I do rap and stuff like that. I just wanted somebody to feel me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Yeah, but, please. Yeah. But seriously, it's like I I create this because I want to create, and I'm putting this and I'm adding my thoughts to the lexicon. But the first thing I'll do is I'll ask for criticism because at least somebody is considering your shit enough to say, yo, I ain't like this shit. Of course. Like Rick, Rick is the kind of person, like when I do something, Rick is not calling me and saying congratulations. Rick is calling me and going, what's next? Yo, I didn't like that profile <laughs> pic. Yo, I think you could do this. But he's considering yeah. the thing. And, and that's all you can ask is on the, sum, on the smallest level, somebody is invested in your success. Of course. And if somebody is trying to criticize you, even if you disagree, even if you know better, that's somebody that is invested. They're not hating on you. They paid attention to your creation. They had their own original thoughts about it, about how they would do it or something like that. And then they're relating on, you don't, somebody that's hating on you is watching you. They may pay attention to your creation and then they're hating you from a distance. They'll talk to other people about it, but they won't bring it to you. A person that's criticizing wants to see you do things maybe from a different perspective. Mm. And whether you take that or not, at least they're invested in your creation. And that's all you can ask as a creator. Definitely. And it lets you know you don't got a whole bunch of yes men in your corner. Nope. You know what I'm saying? that, And I don't, I think that, you know, going back to, you know, I, I might have felt like Ricky did about, 
the rap scene here and only because I think we all have a, a rap background. We're all, we've all been involved yeah. in hip hop at some given point and at some time frame. And the the issue I had too was, yes, there was a corner full of like, yes, man, whether it be in my own corner or people that I knew. And I'm like, yo, that ain't it sometimes. Like, I may not be the best rapper here, but I'm also a listener. I'm also a fan of the, of the you know, of the genre. And so if that shit just sound whack to me or if you're just going about it because everybody in the studio room is like, yo, that shit hard. But like, no, it's not. They drunk. That's why it's hard. It's really not. I'm like, bro, and then not only that, but there's no game plan. There's never like a, after we create the song, what are we doing after? Like, exactly. are, we, are we planning the music video? Are we just like you said earlier? You started dabbling into the, into the video world, and now it's like, yo, if you're doing a, if you if you got a hit song, and you're you're not thinking about video, you're not thinking about marketing. What was the point of making the song? Like, I, I and I hate when people say like, nah, I do, I just do this for me. Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. Then it's a, a hobby. No, nobody nobody does something and tries to or creates a product for people for themselves. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I learned. When I was doing hip hop, uh, the most that I took from that is that I think that true love is giving of information. Of course. And you can always spot people's intention by their willingness not to do that. I've been in situations to where it's like, I'm trying to learn this. Y'all want to make beats, or I want to learn how to do this, or maybe we could market this different. But and they tell, they'll straight up tell you, look, you do the music thing. And I'll do this and this. But like, why don't you want me to learn this side? Why don't you think that I can contribute mm -hmm. to this? If you think that I'm going to learn this and then I'm going to take it and do my own thing with it, then that speaks to me about how much you feel my loyalty is. Mm -hmm. If you think that I'm not smart enough to learn it, then that speaks to how you feel my intellect is. Your unwillingness to share the information tells me everything that I need to know about you. Of course. Because if you truly that character. fucked with me, You'd give me information. A lot of people don't want to give you information because they don't want you to be successful the way that they were. Mm -hmm. I think that's one one area where, you know, you can really show. It really shows to me, at least. I think it shows how much I've actually cared about my friends that that I'm working with. Because, like you said, every time I see something, if I think that something could be better, I'll call them and I'll tell them. With Ty, you know, uh, uh, jumping back in the music, for me, I think it's more. You know, when I talked to him a few times, it's more like therapy for the stress, right? Like, he said it in one of his bars. It's literally, like, I think Ty is so talented that I don't care if if he never moves, you know, tons of units or anything like that. I just don't want him to stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, a lot of me and Ty's relationship, you know, when we talk, it's literally just, like, talking about how we're going to, how you know, how to make it work this time and just to, to gain the audience because... He he has built in like like fan base just from dropping one or two freestyles. People become instant fans, and to me that's something special because not a lot of rappers, ninety nine percent of them, not just locally in general, can do that, right? Yeah. How many people you see put out songs and then and then you go to the comment section and there's fifteen hundred, two thousand comments about people like yo like where can I subscribe to your shit? Where yep. can I download it? Where can I where can I find you? Like Ty is special, and there's a few artists out there like that that are special. But where I get annoyed with, with with artists in general is because people will ask me for advice, hit me up, message me, want to work with me, do music videos, whatever, right? Like back in the day when I was doing this type of stuff, I don't do that no more. Uh, I would do it for Ty, but, the, you know, and you, and that's probably about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, is that they want the service. They see the, they see the potential value in it, 
but they see it from a from a perspective of what I've done. Mm-hmm. It, they don't they don't care to put forth the effort on their end. Well, you, you know, know what I'm saying like he's he's at a for most artists that's a break point. I can speak from that perspective is you know what he does A is an important part, right? And the reason it's important is because not only therapy like he's an artist and a lot of people run into that like it's coming from a certain point inside of you. You're not thinking business. You're thinking self-expression. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. The problem that he runs into, and a lot of other artists, is that people want to hear this. Yeah. It's yeah. not just for a lot of people self-expression and stuff like that, but you actually have an audience. So because you have an audience, you have an obligation to do something That's the with the part. creation because the audience wants to hear your you. creation. And a lot of times, in that situation, you have to have another person outside to push you. Yeah. That is business minded, and that's cool. And I think what annoys you is, if you do that, you gotta heed the information that's that's given. But it, at least it's coming from a pure place, and you need people outside of the artist to push. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? With Ty, I, I, I try not to push too much, right? Because we we've been there before, where where he'll just lose the motivation, the to, to do it, right? Because it feels a lot of pressure to like, damn, I have to like, you know do this it's not even fun no more right so this last time around i was like yo man just have fun with it you know what i'm saying i donated yes. i donated a couple things to the cause and you know what i'm saying sent some uh sent some the setup you know what i mean like yo man i don't care if you just do this shit in your room just please put it on instagram and tiktok like just make a real make it, it gotta be fancy it don't gotta be pretty do it on your cell phone but people need to hear this shit you know what i'm saying because you know the the audience is free now you don't have to go hustle in a parking lot to get you know new listeners you literally just post it and it could potentially go viral and it did I knew that that freestyle was going to go viral, and it did. He posted it on TikTok. It went way further than I thought. I was like, I'll be cool if it gets like 100, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But it means like 600 plus, 700. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you remember you remember <laughs> how I used to struggle. It was like, I, don't, I didn't want to do shows. I'm in love with the creation. I'm in love in the writing. I'm in love with the recording process and the final product, and then I was done. So the performance was, part wasn't like the part you because I wasn't I wasn't memorizing the songs because I was creating and creating and create. I was in love with the creation. Yeah. But you got a responsibility if you have an audience. Now they want to. You got to go and do something. It was like I didn't want to do that part of it because all I cared about was the creation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There may be some residue of that still left over, but I learned execution of actually putting the shit out and now that's the new drug like i can all of this stuff that i've been working on for years i can manifest this stuff you know what i'm saying but that was something that had i had to learn like i had these pieces it was rick that was like when i'm writing these books for all these years and i'm putting stuff together and i'm not talking rick is like yo have you ever heard of fiverr nah, i don't know what the fuck that is he's like i mean you could do your book covers there mm. fiverr has now been a godsend when everybody else that i knew that was published they were trying to teach me the shit, but I didn't understand what they're fucking saying, and they had way more resources than I had. Yeah. But just that one resource that came outside of myself has helped me, granted me the freedom to manifest all these things that I'm trying to do. So you got to actually follow through, but I learned follow through, and I learned execution outside of myself. I'm a genius as far as the creating and the writing and the, th- and the thinking. That's where I'm genius at. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you know... I may not know, and you gotta you gotta lean on the people that have information. That you know what I'm saying. You gotta lose ego. Ego is the worst thing you can have as an artist and as a creator, as an entrepreneur. I think that's what we're we've been saying this whole time is that ego is the worst thing ever. And that's a prime example about the sharing information. You got some information from him, yeah, and applied it to yourself, and now look where you're at. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a, a go-to spot 
to uh to publish and something you didn't have before and now it's like you know it, it, it's it's all within your inner circle did that, that happen yes. and it's just like uh well we, i know we talked about some things off of uh off mm-hmm. air or whatever right but like though that wasn't a, a relationship or a resource that was available to you yet and then we talked about it and now it's like we're keeping it within the circle you know what i'm saying but that came that came organically through hey i like this thing that you know what i'm saying through another mutual as well through another mutual yeah. and it happened it was like yo i like i like the situation not to mention i see the i see the dna in you similar to everything else like i said genius and greatness and ambition i lean towards that my antennas prick i just pause but i just i i lean towards <laughs> those things those things i I, I fuck with. Yeah. Whenever I see greatness or the resemblance of genius or anything ambitious towards anything bigger than yourself, it's like, yo, I fuck with that because it's so rare. You know what I'm saying? And you want to stay around that. You want to work with that. You want to build from that. It's like prime real estate. It's good soil. Whenever you see it, you got you to gotta grow something from that. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to to differentiate what is, like, quality you know i'm saying like you said like good real estate good uh good things to fuck with because the internet social media has made it to where everybody everybody's rich everybody's a star bro everybody's a star you know i'm saying like we have this whole like everybody wants to go to tulum and everybody wants to pop bottles and you know stun on the gram right but just for pictures but but just for pictures you know i'm saying like 99% 99% of the shit you see on the internet is literally just the highlight reel of people's life. You know what I'm saying? All these mm-hmm. people, you know, posting about their happiness really aren't happy. No, you know it's, it's sort of like music videos and, when and we used to watch them. It's a fantasy. Like, I got all the baddest chicks, the baddest cars. The, like, it's, yeah, exactly. it's your But it's nothing new. It's created. nothing new. And in, and in, in rap, what, what kind of like, what kind of influenced me to go this route and do and do my own thing and, and kind of just leave it all behind pretty much was because I saw so much of that daily from from people around me or people that were kind of like in mutual circles and stuff like that, right? Everybody is just not really doing nothing, but they're out here rapping like they are. And Definitely. it's okay, it's okay to to it's entertainment, right? It's okay to to whatever, right? Well, we're talking ra- rap, rap, rap about it. yeah, fake it till you make yeah. it or just rap about shit that you're around or that you like or are influenced by cool, whatever. You want to be a dope boy, act like a dope boy, put it out there, right? Hopefully you don't get a, you don't catch a case, but the thing the thing that annoyed me about the whole thing is that it's all fake in the not in the sense that they don't really live that life, but that they're not even doing anything in the background to actually you know, make it further in the industry, you of know? Of course. What I'm like, you know, that that that's that's what annoyed me. It's just like and where I felt like people, again, saw the value in what I what I did, but didn't really fully appreciate it, or or were willing to acknowledge that that hey, like this guy's got the answers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it, and that that stems back from Vandal, man. I mean, like you know, Wes, you know, Kai, everybody, all of us, like you know, we're all still still cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, we see each other when we see each other, and all that stuff, and it's all love. But like, I learned earlier on that like, if you're not going to be consistent on the back end. You know, when it comes to, you know, being in tune with with the marketing side of it, it's going to die out. And it did. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly, you know, what happened. Like, Vandal in the early days when it was like CDs and printing stuff was was ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? But that all changed in 2007, 2006, whatever, 2008, when the internet changed music. 
know what I'm saying? When all that stuff started, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And they tried to, to, I remember these conversations, you know, with Stitch and stuff like that. And everybody tried to adapt and grow to the new stuff, but we weren't able to, to keep up with it. So and we weren't, we weren't on, we weren't all on one accord. No, it wasn't when, all. In, in the early days, it was, it was all together. And then we weren't on all one accord. Everybody stood and, you know. Everybody we, started kind of doing their own thing. And yeah. then I started doing my own thing. And then I picked up a camera. And then, you know, we started, you know, I bought the, I, I, and, then, and, then, and then I bought the home studio equipment, right? So yeah. me and Ty are doing music in my apartment, right? And, like, it changed everything, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But then, you know, we did the Block Fam thing. And then, you know, we got it popping off of that a little bit. It was cool, you know, while it lasted and stuff. But um, th the reason why we were able to keep it going is because we kept up with the times and were able to adapt to new shit that was coming out. And, yes, technology is constantly changing and the space is constantly changing. But with the one thing that has never changed is the importance of marketing, right? You can take what I do here and put it in any type of any type of business or, or entertainment and it's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? If you're not posting reels daily of your music and, and doing these freestyle verses or, or shooting music videos and putting little 16 second clips, 30 second clips, you're non-existent. You yeah, because the attention's I agree. The, 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 it's the, on to the next. If you're on this podcast, right, and you're not creating content to, to put it out there and, 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 promote and, it. Get, and promote it and get new listeners, your podcast is only going to be listened to by a few people. It's a hobby. You Definitely. Know what I'm and, um, I, and I think that's a, that's a key importance here, and that's what, what's led to me to make sure, like, let me let me get a, a video reel as often as I can. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, uh, even if, like, it's not a direct visual of us, like, something with our branding, like, let's... Let's, let's do something that, you know, whether it's the B-roll and piece things together, like show whoever's involved in this in this show, throw little audio clips in there. Like all, all, all those things all are key importance. The audio, obviously, like in this platform, the audio is important, right? Like of course. You're, 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 you're putting it all together and you put it on the podcast format, you know, to be listened to. Yeah. But video is king. And it's probably, I can't see a time in the future, I can't envision a time where it won't be. Whether it's, actually watching it on your phone or in a fucking holograph in the future and we're all got fucking glasses on and we can see it right visual is king you know what I, i'm saying i think it's because we're in that era too where everything is visual yeah everybody wants to see something i mean even though it could be for a short time you know with attention spans but everybody wants to see some shit you know exactly. what i'm saying and so i think it's a it's a key thing to to go video and uh and to make sure that you incorporate that and like you said i mean if you don't do that you're really going to be non-existent out here nobody's going to really pay attention to you because they don't see face then you, you just do it for all. yourself. Yeah, yeah, you do, it for, yourself. What, you do how you it for yourself. How you cultivate your, your vision, uh, that's another thing. Like, if you're going to create, if you're going to, like, everybody's out here creating their own lives visually, but you got to, authenticity matters. You got to really cultivate how people are going to see you and as, as authentic as possible. Mm -hmm. Because if they do run into you and it's not what you've been selling, then you lose the audience as well. Of course. So you got to be very particular on on... On your vision and sometimes like I take a lot of <clears throat> excuse me I take a lot of information especially like me and Rick we always go back and forth our, our relationship is back and forth yes I take a lot of information he gives but I also stick to my vision a lot and I'm sure that annoys him we not at all <clears throat> we, you, didn't we, thing, you didn't do things the way you want to do them the point is you're, you're, you're doing something the fact yeah. that you even put your books on Amazon and you did that and then you used Fiverr you used some of my, of my dude, I don't have all the fucking answers you know what I'm saying but you're using the information that I've given you and running with it and doing your own thing. Yeah. You don't got to do shit my way. 
I'm, I'm think I'm not that egotistical no more. At least you know what I'm saying that, that <laughs> I think that I'm I'm the fucking genius that's got it all figured out. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of confidence that if I was to take like a part of your business and and run with it, that I could help you blow it up to yeah. like levels that you don't even can't even dream of, right? Yeah. I do have that talent, and I'm cocky in that in that sense, right? Everybody but, should. As you should be but, though. Yeah. If you know that you have. If but you know not. But I am. Not should be. I am. I literally. I'm proven. How many? How many things have I done where I blew it up? I literally turned. I literally have turned shit to gold. You know what I'm saying? This restaurant failed. You know, didn't didn't do any business prior to it. It's not a shot to to the guy that owned it before. He's a well respected chef, right? But it didn't make it. He could have kept it going. He could have made more money and invested more, but he didn't. See, he didn't have the vision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? El Camino was a dirt lot. Literally nothing there. The apartment across the street from it hadn't even been built. So I had that vision and knew what was going to come from it and executed it and made it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't happen by itself just because you throw money at it. it. It takes a lot of fucking work. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you're doing that work. You're taking what I've what, what, some information of what I've given you, but you've educated yourself in so many other ways on things that I don't know about. I don't know how to fucking publish, publish a book, but I'll figure it out. Mm. Right? But you did it, ran with it, made it happen. Ty, he's, the one, he's handling his own shit right now. Yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I donated some pieces of equipment, but and we chop it up here and there about it or whatever, and he'll send me music when he does yeah, it. He goes but he's doing it on his own, and, and, he, and, he and, 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 and he's having fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And if you ever need anything from me, I'll, I'll fucking do it. I'll spend some money. I'll boost, I'll boost the post. I'll put some money behind it whatever just because I want to see him shine. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, all the shit that I was saying about earlier about being spiteful towards, like, you know, local artists, really just what I'm saying is that, like, the majority of the people that, that 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 we're surrounded by, that we're, you know, that we know locally, you know, even on a even on a, a on a national scale, it's all just highlight reels, man. People are just not not really hustling. All they're doing is stunting for the gram. All they're doing is just just clout chasing. That's it. Yeah. But another you know? thing that the thing that I see missing, and that's because I'm old enough to, I'm old enough now to see it, is that I value reinvention. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important. I think that a lot of people are still the same from when they were doing their thing. You haven't re reinvented yourself. You haven't reimagined yourself. Like, there's other things that you can do. There's other things that you could be. There's a lack, of, evo there's me, a lack, of, a lack of evolution. Yeah, if you would have asked me, if you would have asked Rick in 2007, would I be doing or would I be the person that I am now? Nah, I, I reinvented myself. I reimagined myself. Of course. You grew from different things. From Several self education. times. Yeah. I became it's several different lifetimes, and I think that people are scared of change. I think change is the scariest shit in the world. Not any of the other stuff. Not fear of death. Not all of that stuff. It's fear of change. Mm -hmm. Like changing how you think about things or your ideas. Like maybe you're wrong. Second guessing yourself, questioning your beliefs. Change is scary. So because change is scary, people don't have the balls to reinvent themselves. Exactly. Or I can to agree with that. Explore yeah. different sides of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're afraid. They're afraid to explore new avenues because they don't. They, they fear what they don't know. It, it's as simple as that, really. Fear of failure. There's a lot of reasons why. What, what, there's a lot of things people fear. You know, um, again, you can use that example in anything. I mean, with it, you know, getting in shape or starting a business or, you know, learning a new talent, whatever. Right? Like, it, it applies to everything. But like you said, some things don't change. The one thing that hasn't changed with me is just that ambition and that drive to to go out and get it. Yeah, you know, but I have reinvented myself at least seven times. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like I, multiple times. I, I mean, have people in my was... life that are like, you you talking about getting in shape? Like that's that's a change. But they won't get into shape because they can't imagine themselves in the other way. They can't see it. 
I was getting yeah. there. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? After, after opening up the this businesses is, and all that. Yeah, I mean, this I, is their I started getting into that. Image. They can't see themselves any other way. So how could you start? Why would you want to if you can't see it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to you gotta see it first. You got to imagine it first. Yeah. So definitely. I think reinvention is, is important. It, I, it, it's, it's key because, like, it, does, it showcases growth, in my opinion, as well. So, I mean, it, it, let's say... Let's say you're you're that twenty year old. You know you was one way then. Like me, I, I probably didn't think nothing was wrong with me. You probably couldn't tell me nothing at that time. But then it's like over the years, like you know, with the you know, introduction of having children, uh, maybe expanding and moving away from the profession you was doing then. And then you know now now you're different. You feel different. Uh, new opportunities, new people you have met. All these things have changed. Like I feel like who I have become. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying like, there's only a few people who lasted. From friend group changes. Group changes. Friend group changes. That's another thing. That, that's, you outgrow people and know that I've outgrown this person. Yeah. And have the balls to go. And I you, think we've gone as far as we could go. And you figure out who who could come along who could come along exactly. for the ride. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so not everybody makes it. And you know, they, they might look at you a certain kind of, I'm pretty sure people look at Ricky like, man, nah, dude, like he didn't, you know, he wasn't around like later on and but nah, maybe you just didn't grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same with me. There's people who I, I knew they weren't growing. You know what I'm saying? I I, I got to move on. You know, I got to move on with people who who have a similar mindset, you know, and, you know, if you want to stay, you know, back there, you know, down low, you know, not elevating, evolving. I mean, you I got nothing for you. You got nothing for me. That's one of the worst things. That's one of the worst feelings in the world to be creatively lonely. It's something that I've discovered on, on, on my journey. I've got ambitions towards things that, you know, I'm not going to speak of right now, but things, opportunities that are coming. Yeah. And my dream is to have, to be self-insulated. I don't need anything from y'all. I, I came with everything that I need and all the people that I need, mm-hmm. but I need them to see it. Yeah. And a lot of times people can't see it until you achieve it, and then they want to contribute. And it's just like, nah, motherfucker, when I was dreaming it and I was telling you about it, you didn't believe in it enough to come with me. Yeah. Don't come with me once I've done it. Yeah. Contribute before so we can go in together. Yeah. Come with me. And a lot of people don't make that journey with you, so you just find yourself lonely in your thoughts and, and, and creation. And, they, and they just want to show up when the success is already there. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it, that's, it might not be acceptable for some of us here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like don't tag along for the ride because you, you feel like we up right now. Because yeah, I don't saying? want to hear your ideas after that. Yeah, your idea. I love you. Like we could be, we could still be friends. Yeah, I love you, but, but like, I don't have any new friends. I mean, like, because some of my friendships, the, the newer friendships, are are purely based on business. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, but I've already experienced it too many times where it's like, I'll cut people off real fucking quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's any sort of disrespect or or uh, disloyalty or whatever, right? Like, you know. I'm at the point right now where I'm investing in people's businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm investing in businesses around other people. You know what I'm saying? I opened that truck, Aroma, right? It was short-lived. Opened the truck, immediately got a Food Network feature, a Discovery Channel feature with Carla Hall. You know what I'm saying? Um, we shot it. We shot the show. World-famous chef. Uh, features my guy. You know what I'm saying? Texas Monthly features him. Like, this whole big feature, right? Like, shit that people dream of. You know what I'm saying? Dude was stealing from me. You know, I opened up this business, crystal clear uh, agreement. You're my, you're, you're, you're my chef. Here's your salary. 
and you're going to get a little percentage off the top, some skin in the game, but I'm going to fund this whole shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I bought a truck, you know, built out the space, gave him, gave him a prime spot in El Camino, and it was just excuse after excuse in the beginning, like, oh, like, things are slow starting out. I'm like, things are slow because it's a brand new business, man. You're not going to be rich tonight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We get the feature, and then we see some light, you know, at the end of the tunnel, you know, like, to some kind of, like, to realize, man, this thing might blow the fuck up, and we might make it big with this brand. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And be, like, a, a well-renowned, you know, food truck that, that offers, like, a crazy culinary experience that's being featured on the fucking Discovery Channel. And this fool fucking steals. You know what I'm saying? And... It was it was it was a good amount. It was like fifteen hundred bucks, something like that, right? You know, he stole it off of a catering gig and lied to me about the total amount or whatever. Anyway, I found out because, you know, it's easy to easy stuff easy stuff to spot if you got your shit on point. But after he stole, I, I you know I told him I was gonna fire him, and then I was like, you know what, I calmed down for a little bit. I'm like, you know what, I'm like I'm gonna give it one more chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work this thing out, have clear outlines on what on what we're gonna do. We ran it back, let him back in, and then he did it again. You know what mm. I'm saying? And that was it. I cut it off. So at that point, then I contacted Discovery Channel and, and the producers that came down for that show, and I let them know that the truck is no longer open, that I completely shut down the business, that the chef was stealing, he was the partner in it, and, um, you know, I appreciate the, the opportunity, but if they need to cancel the showing, then, then, then it wouldn't air. So anyway, so I'm not sure what happened with it. The whole show got canceled or whatever, but I haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? But they've actually have hit me up for other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, you know new people coming around and all that stuff man like it sucks because in the end people only see dollar signs when they look at me now right like when they when they think of opportunity like being around me getting close to me right like i want to when i hear i want to learn from you usually is what i hear is like i want to see what i can make off of you you know what i'm saying but i don't let that deter me from like working with people i still believe in investing in people and investing my time and stuff like that like mm -hmm. right but but i'm also really careful how gotta, I do it now. You got you to gotta know when to place people. Okay, acquaintance, yeah, exactly. business guy, friend, exactly. brother. It's different departments, so you got to compartmentalize. Yeah, you got to, though. It, it's You're going to get ran over <laughs> if, if you don't. You know, That's and life. People, people will play you any chance they get, man. You know what I'm saying? Short-term thinking. They, a lot yeah. of people are short-term thinkers. You like, know what I'm saying? You like, just would have stuck with the, me. The Remedio thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, very popular truck in, in, in town. These guys were killing it. They're probably one of the OG food trucks. Uh, in the city for sure yeah. that that really was making a name for themselves, you know what I'm saying, and, and growing in popularity. On the back end, extremely egotistical people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they people will, will, will play you any chance they get and they show their true colors, you know what I'm saying? Like, on who's really down for the cause, you know what I'm saying? The majority of people are only, this goes back to the, to the rapper thing back then, they're only in it for themselves. They don't care about really growing anything outside of themselves, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like me, when you look at my platform, don't get me wrong. I plan on growing myself completely. I want to build an empire, and I'm going to make sure my family's good for life, right? But the difference between me and a lot of other people is, with these, you know, these people that have egos and, and, and move only for themselves is that I've given without expecting anything in return. Right. You know what I'm saying? And have helped build multiple million-dollar businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at Pete's Chicken. Look at Peter Chick. Peter Chick came here from L.A. with no other plan other than to come to El Camino. You know what I'm saying? We talked. We didn't even meet. We had a phone conversation, and she moved from LA, LA to come here just to be at El Camino. She has no family here. She has no friends here. Yeah, she, she left just, her family. She yeah. left her family to come here and make it happen with me. You place, know what I'm saying? Place trust in you. Yeah. So, so obviously, it's a mutually invested. It's yeah. a, we're mutually invested in each other. But I've gone out and tried to help them build their brand, but they got to do the work. 
You know what I'm saying? They're the ones cooking. They're in the truck, in a hot-ass truck right now, you know what I'm saying, dealing with the stress of it, trying to build their business, right? But I've given, you know, with the intention only of helping people build their businesses. Mm-hmm. Where, I, where I have been cutthroat and have been, you know what I'm saying, like some people might, you know, think I'm a snake or think I'm, you know, grimy or whatever, or cutthroat when it comes to I've heard cutthroat plenty of times from people when they describe me is because I ain't going to take no shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if, if you show me in any kind of way that— I see you. If you show me in any kind of way— that you're only coming around me for clout or for or for to use me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut you off and I'm gonna do it nasty too. Cause I see you. Exactly. That's what it. Yeah, it's like I see you. So it's gonna be yeah. real short, buddy. The 48 laws of power. I will say, Stitch put me on that, and and you know though things you know I mean things change right. Vandal changed and we grew up and and now we're now we're. You know me. You know you're 40. You're old as fuck. I mean, I'm pushing 40. Ty's, Ty's getting old. You know what I'm Yo, saying? So um, I, look, I ain't gonna lie. I've been waiting here for an hour, waiting for somebody to throw the first slug. But, <laughs> but you know things change. But but I will say, you know, Vandal is is the base of like a lot of what fine tuned my hustle. You know what I'm saying? And my ambition. That it was already there. It was pre-existing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had it since birth, probably. That's all. You know. But but Stitch especially like you know he put me on the 48 laws and like yeah he would always like you know give me a hard time about me rapping because i was new at it and i kind of stuck back then you know what i'm saying but he would always try and fine-tune my hustle and my business my business hustle which you know um even after our, our initial fallout and then we were cool and then we just grow apart and everything like that goes their own ways i'll never forget that that stitch believed in in that part of me yeah. You know what I'm saying? As at every point in your life, somebody contributes something. They're not supposed to be in your life forever. They contribute something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, I'd done stuff before I got to Vandal. Vandal was the best experience. There was a lot of freedom there until it wasn't. And then I became, that's another thing that I learned is, you know, towards the end of my career there, it was like, I know what I want. And I'm going to do what I want. And whether you support it or not, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? You have to believe in your dream somewhat on a, on a micro level or the macro level. You follow your dreams. You take information. You be self-aware. Yeah. You know where who did what and give them the credit for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you also got to believe in the thing that you, that you believe in. Of course. And yeah, you got to learn that somewhere. You don't just... A lot of people will walk around and talk like, I've been assertive, I've been a boss. No, you didn't. You had to learn. You had to learn how to talk business-wise. You had to learn how to say no. Saying no is an art. And it's a, it sounds cool on social media about, you know, I got a small circle, I say no, and I cup. It's bullshit. You learn that through life. Life teaches you that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Business teaches you that. Because it's hard to say no because feelings are involved and stuff like that. So you learn how to filter yourself and when not to filter it's yourself. It's like that, that weird, that, it reminds me of that weird wave in, Maybe ten years ago, where everybody was a CEO just because they went and they started an LLC and then they got the the label CEO. Like it's silly, man. But like you said, it's life experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Vandal, like I said, I, I give a lot of praise to to Stitch and Wes and Nick and everybody, kind of like helping mold that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stitch, especially like you know, like I said, the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Like I've read that book probably. It's one of the very few books that I've ever read, and, and I've read it probably ten times and listened to it maybe twenty times, and even now 37 i'm still learning how a lot of those laws apply to everyday life yeah and i, and I saw you me and him had a conversation the last time we i was just chilling we had a conversation about that because uh, i had a I had a altercation when i was at school about the 48 laws of power and 
people being contradictions. Oh, like I, just days before, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At an altercation in school because certain, you know, I think people use the 48 laws of power to flex. You know, if they're from my generation, 48 oh, laws, yeah. I'm going to cut it, it, well, this even, and this. even Stitch used and it I'd as be, a, it I'd as be a the flex. first one, <laughs> and I, I, I remember telling them that. I'd be the first one to be like, yo, I read that book three times. It's not me. But it is. See that? That's where. I, hold on, I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I, because I think that I think that it's everybody. Everybody to all, a certain to a certain like in that in that specific instant in, in that book, I may have learned tenements that are applied in Forty Eight Laws of Power from a different point of life yeah. or from a different doctrine. You know what I'm saying? But that book, in specific, didn't have the same impact. But I remember you exercising that even in the Vandal days. You know what I'm saying? We leaned on you a little bit more than I think that you got credit for, but you never outshined the master. Like you were, you were following certain tenements. I eventually did. Yeah, but when you built yourself up to be independent, exactly. When you when you have to build yourself up to be, you got to be ready. It's like what you say. You want to go to war, better have money. Yeah, you better have the supply to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like I watched you follow it. I myself don't uh, don't subscribe to it, but I understand it and I watch it be beneficial in, in certain people's lives. It's just a to me. It's it's a good book. It is to learn how to move. You know what I'm saying through life. Not there's the, none of those laws apply to every single situation. There's zero. You know, one never outshine the master. You know, lesson could be completely different than another one. You know what I'm saying? Is yeah. learning how to use you know the laws to just navigate through life. That's it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That that's really what it is. Like if you want to say that I followed some, it's because I learned that through. I've been dealing with people my whole life. And I come from a different generation. I think, you know, the generation now is they're a little bit distant. Everything is computer screen and they can. I, I was in the muckety muck with some of the worst and some of the best and stuff like that. And you have to learn how to move accordingly yeah. around certain people. Of course. So that's where you learn different tenements that are applied. Everything comes from a certain amount of research. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely. Um, moving forward, not to make it sound like an interview question, but. What 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 is next for you though? So I signed on the Cantina building up on Babcock, and um, I'm not gonna say what the name of it is yet, but it's gonna be a, a sports bar. I'm going for like the Ojos Locos type of type of vibe. So okay. I'm doing a I'm gonna do hot chicken, and why you look at me? Cause I know you you're excited. That? You saw that as did, soon did as he you, said did you feel hot a racial chicken, attack. Hot, he's got the camera right there. He went straight to me. Hot did, chicken. So it, you should he probably your expression and a couple of grape sodas and. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like a like it was a racial attack? Dog, he's been doing it all day, bro. Like every time he says chicken, and he immediately goes like, "What the I'm fuck, like, Rick? You like it, man? What? Everybody likes go have chicken. I know. Do you, do I love you have it. a? Do you like it a little bit extra though? You do, don't you? I don't know. You know, I'm not on. I'm not on red meat no more, so it comes from a different place. Fuck you, man. You're Salvadorian. I don't know what you guys' diet is. Why but you sure Chicken is the is the main ingredient. We use it. Kind of often. Okay. What do y'all eat? What do y'all eat? Uh, it's, it's a lot of, of spit. We do eat a lot of pupusas. That's like our super cultural thing. What is, what is that? Octopus. Pupusa? It's, it's yeah. almost, it's like resembles Isn't like an empanada that, that, type of thing. Like, uh -huh. It's like, like an empanada. Yeah. In, in front of the feet? Okay. It's, it's yeah. stuffed. Not, not, not a fupa. Okay. Because that's what it sounds like. And I was about to say, y'all yeah. could just say Jesus. fupa. Jesus. No. It'll give you a fupa. <laughs> People with fupas probably eat them a lot. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So technically... I'm right because I could have been right. Could have been. Yeah. So yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna do the the sports bar thing, man. I think uh, I'm trying to di diversify a little bit and do um, 
do an indoor venue, you know, uh, of again revolved around food because, you know, the reputation of Cantina and the majority of bars in the in that in that part of town, man. Like I feel like if you don't have the food aspect of it, then you're just a bar, and you're just a straight liquor mixed beverage bar. You know, you open yourself up to a lot of liability. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like more liability than I really that, that I really want to take on. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if we pump it at night and we kill it and we do like a, you know, a club nightclub type thing, cool. But that's just not really my vibe. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something that, you know, I have a strip club background, so, you know what I'm saying? Have great food though. Yeah, you gotta have great food. That's where strip clubs fell off. I feel like all the clubs in town back in the day, like, you know, when I was growing up, used to have like great fucking lunch. Shout out the you know what I'm shout saying? out the sugars. You know, sugar, all these spots. But then, <laughs> like, post-COVID, post post everybody yeah, does started, love chicken. Yeah. Post-COVID, everybody started losing so much fucking money, right, from being shut down for so long. Yeah. They went to the cheapest fucking products. You know what I'm saying? So I had a steak the other day at one of the clubs. Not the other day. A few, uh, several months back, I took my guys to lunch, and the shit was literally, like, glued together meat. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was disgusting. It was terrible. You oh, couldn't that's even, that Walmart shit. Yeah, you couldn't even cut through it. Like, it was hard as fuck. Anyway... Um, but you know that sells, right? Like that's how they got. That's how they used to get people in the doors by having good food. Two ninety nine yep. steak and fries, but it was a good two ninety nine steak and fries. Yeah, they on the numbers end, they used to lose money on it. They'd lose a dollar or two for every plate sold. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's goofy they were, for they were for taking the L on the yeah. They were taking the L on the food so they could bring people in and and, and you know. Well, they was make gonna money. make up for it probably with on liquor. liquor sales, yeah. of course. Yeah, you could you could lose a couple bucks with the food. There's no problem. And that's probably because why you got the the rise at Ojos and, and the Twin Peaks and stuff like that because that combination you focused the, on the, the right. The food is decent. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Twin Peaks food is not bad. Ojos food is not bad, right? But it's the combination but it's of the both. Combination you gotta of have. both. You know what I'm saying. You Bomb show is actually pretty good too. No comment. Okay. But I know. I know. <laughs> my, my, I know one of my guys is heavy beefy in beef. it. You know, invested in. No, no, I got no problem with. I've been it, there twice. I went the other day. I prefer Twin Peaks or, or Ojos, food wise. Well, I only went when they opened, so I don't know how it moved on. It's tough, that. man. Creating new brands. I'm not talking shit because I mean I've been there myself. Creating new, creating new brands and fine tuning the process is tough. But, yeah, that's true. You know, Twin Peaks has got it down. Twin Peaks is king. They make the most amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Each one makes like four fifty a month in liquor sales. You know what I'm saying? Three fifty, four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. I tell you, it was sales. stupid. We was talking about it earlier. Fucking Hooters. You turn that into a family restaurant. Basically, that's goofy. I think Hooters yeah. are gonna fail. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't hope it, it on them. It should. But but go to every 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 single one you drive by. They're slow. All I ever see is kids there taking pictures with the when they had the mystery of yo, this is it's Hooters and all that. It was making money. It was like, why would you turn it family friendly? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a Hooters guy, restaurant wise. But uh, it, it ain't it. It ain't it. It ain't it, man. Nah. I think I think uh, like like you said. I hope they don't. I'm not wishing failure on nobody. I just don't see a long term. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but like future long term success, just because of your competition. And like yeah. you said, Twin Peaks got it down to a T. So oh, I mean. too. I mean, they opened up a fucking casino. They did. Yeah, like last year. Damn. Where at? I think it's just open. I think it's just now open, or it's opening soon, or whatever in Vegas. Oh shit! They have an Ojos Locos in Vegas. It's a casino. Oh yeah, they're rocking. They're out of here now. They're rocking, rocking. Yeah. They are out of here. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's going that's going national. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so I'm gonna make a brand that that I think has the potential to be that type of level. I do have one question for you because I don't really have any baller friends who do cool shit like what you do. But I know when I go to other cities, uh, a thing that I've been more or less exposed to more frequently is the what they call them the the speakeasy places. Yeah. 
do you could you see yourself uh dabbling in there like in the future I mean, Bessem is not really like a speakeasy style no, thing. No. Speakeasy is more like a, pro, a, a, pro, a prohibition type thing where yeah. it's like a hidden type of bar. No, you yeah. go in. That's what I'm saying. Are you, are you thinking about, honestly, like the reason why I'm going the sports bar route is because I think that in, we're in economic times that, that people are going to want more junk food and cheaper drinks. Of right? course. Uh, people, are struggling. people are struggling a little bit more. And then sports and all that stuff is going to entertainment food cheap food and cheap drinks are gonna are gonna see an increase when you know great depression recessions happen people don't stop drinking and eating if anything they drink and eat more they're just spending all the day their, their weekly paycheck you know what i'm saying on going out to eat and and, and you know but cho choosing cheaper options of course you know what i'm saying cocktail bars fancy cocktail bars is like there's less profit in it and there's more labor in it you know what i'm saying so so meaning that there's less profit mm. so you know a, a good quality negroni costs me more to make and and I can sell it for less than than oh, sorry we sell it for a little bit more but the margins are a lot less than you know doing a, a, a Tito's and soda, right or a cheap vodka a well vodka and a soda you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying a, a, a rum and coke, right you make more money on a rum rum and coke, uh, more profit on a rum and coke than you do on on, on a Negroni, right the ice cube in that fucking drink is is a dollar and some change, you know what I'm saying the spirit, all the ingredients all the labor and time that goes into it. You know that I sell it for ten bucks or eleven bucks, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? The, the margins are far less, so I really don't really have a, a interest in in you know continuing down that route. I think as I grow, just for to add it to the portfolio, yeah, I'll do some cool shit. I have some really good ideas that I don't think I've ever seen before that I, that I will do one day. But right now, I'm going for volume. You know what I'm saying? I'm going for for my next concept. I want it to be the one that makes me rich. You know what I'm saying? Like financially, you know. Um, I want to make something that that I can expand franchise or just expand, you know, into a chain. Because um, El Camino can be a chain, but I don't want to cheapen the brand. To me, I mean, like my next El Camino will probably be in another city mm -hmm. or in a completely other side of town, and it has to be better than the downtown El Camino. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you always but, want to go better. But this new spot that I'm gonna do could be in damn near any neighborhood in the city and any city in the country. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm going for. I'm trying to I'm trying to go big. You know. The way I see it, if Torchy Tacos can do it, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just making the moves, structuring your shit properly, making sure your numbers are in order, all your stuff is legal, you're legit. You know, all your finances, you can give it to an investor, and they look at it, and they see dollar signs, and they want to invest in you. That's yeah. what I've learned, you know, to move different. You know what I'm saying? And that goes from not drinking in my own spots and not trying to be with all my wait staff or waitresses and stuff like that, act yeah. like a pig. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a, lot of these, dude, a lot of these bar owners act like that. A lot Taking of these bar managers, short you know time. what I'm saying? Like... They, 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 they use their own spots to have fun, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fail, but you're never going to be... Your focus has been diverted and in a sense. Added exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, a, a hedge fund company ain't going to come in and buy up one of these little local spots, you know what I'm saying, that, that don't have their, their, their shit in order, yeah. don't have a good website, don't have good finances, you know what I'm saying, all, the, all seven owners are drinking in their bars, you know what I'm saying, the wait staff is dating, you know, all dating each other, dating the owners, whatever, I mean, people operate their shit like a fucking mess. Doesn't mean you're not gonna make money, I know a lot of suckers that make money, you know what I'm saying, like, that think that they're just fucking geniuses and they got it all figured out, but, you know, they don't know how to build businesses, they don't know how to, how to they're not, they're not a, um, what do you call it? They're not organized. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and uh, that's that. that's what I bring different to the table. You know what I'm saying, and and, and my company is that um, I, I live small. I don't have the same 
interest that I used to have back in the day. I don't care about all the flashy shit. I mean, look at me, man. I got fucking a black, uh, you know, a $10 black t-shirt on and you know what I'm saying? And that's it. You know what I mean? Like I used to have the rollies and, and, and you know, and waste stupid money and take all the, the fancy trips Try every to fucking advertise week. your wealth. You know what I'm saying? Like the majority of people are advertising. They don't even have wealth. They're just advertising to make it seem like they have wealth. Lifestyle. You know what just I'm saying? Their the lifestyle. image of it. You know, everybody knows their worth, but when you ask them what it is, they can't tell you. Damn. That's some real shit for you. Not for you, but just that's saying. That's for so. you. Yeah. Just saying. No, <laughs> okay, he's directed at you. Hey, <laughs> but hey, man. Uh, and I know before we before we close out, because I know it's getting hot and the party's about to start out here. Um, your book. Yeah. You wanna you wanna uh, announce a little bit more about your book? The Revolutionary is my first novel. It's my third book in about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. We rolling, rolling. Um, it's doing well. You find it on Amazon.com. But um, it's one of those things. Like, I write nothing but books that could be banned. I've never heard somebody say Amazon.com. What, what do you, you say? say Amazon? It's just oh. Amazon, man. Yeah, what's wrong with you, bro? When's the last that's time that, you typed that. in Amazon.com? When, I, when I'm on my phone typing in Amazon. Oh, you're on Android, that's right. Oh. I knew it was going to be a shot. You're certified not trash, us, bro. Not all of us belong to a cult. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are freelance out here. You're just in a different you feel cult. Me? He feels me. But, I don't understand you, you green bubble people. Dog, I just I don't want to belong to your groups. Which is you know, better. Sooner or later, y'all going to start praising altars and stuff and cell phones and whatnot. He don't want to roll with the winners. All this right. It's only so long before Apple turns into what's, what's Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, you're looking at Tom Cruise over here smoking a cigarette <laughs> or his cigar. You know what I'm saying? Amazon is about to be Scientology. I wish not to be a part oh of that. But God. it's doing well, and it's great, man. I've been writing, I've been writing that thing since 2018. I challenged myself. I, I I did something. I spoke outside of myself. My my protagonist in the in the story is a female. I wrote from a female perspective from the uh-huh. 1950s and the 60s. I'm inspired by Feeney Shakur, Asada Shakur, Angela Davis, family members that went through stuff. Since 2018, years, years, and years of work while doing 12-hour shifts and raising kids and going to school full time. You could do anything you want if you if you time put managed. the time into it. Time management. 30 seconds man. at a time, dog. I'm at a movie theater. I've got a three by five notepad. As soon as I get a thought, I was just drawing dick pics. Pretty much. <laughs> but hold on, my shit is detailed. The oh, veins you, are oh, veiny you veins. Veiny, dog. You know okay. what I'm saying? Jesus. You know, it, it's funny because we were talking about you know ego and stuff like that. I sat down and me and Rick were talking about something, and I knew I was gonna get some pushback. And I was like, Yo, Rick, all your thoughts are in your head. You don't ever write anything. You don't record anything. People can't. You can't really say your vision or, or execute your vision and I'm sure there was going to be pushback and immediately he was like alright I'm going to start recording my thoughts and I was like shit like even him at his esteem I can learn you know what I'm saying oh there's a lot of stuff I need to work on man like with, with, with stuff like that like I'm in my head all the time about yeah, cause it. Yeah, because he's actually. got the vision. Because I got but, the vision but I don't but I don't document it and I'm and honestly my, my personal brand is weak you know what I'm saying like when you think of Locally, yeah, sure, there's people that probably know of me, right? Like when you think of Ricky Ortiz and stuff like that, you know, a few people might speak on it. But I don't think I'm, I'm nowhere near where, I, where I, I should be. And I can preach all this shit about building your brand and building your business, but I'm do, I don't do it for myself the way I should. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that I really want to work on, you know, and, and whether it's vlogging or whether it's writing or just doing audio stuff and just recording my thoughts, even if it's just for myself, is, you know, really I need to work on my personal brand. 
and uh, that way I can bring more value to my company. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when people contact me, it's because they found out about El Camino, not because they found out about me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'll be around as long as I'm alive, right? Right. And, and if I focus on my personal brand and they hear about me versus just but just about my businesses, I could bring more value to my business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I got investors calling me every other week about new, you know, new potential big deals, million dollar deals, whatever, you know what I'm saying, for real estate and for bringing the expanding my brands, but they had to google El Camino and then find out who the owner was and then go to me. Right. So, you know, it's bigger than just writing down my thoughts like and and, and documenting it. I really got to work on, you know, me as a as a brand well, as well. Because there's definitely more to you than just yeah, the I, El Camino I brand. I can't speak to that. All I see is, I see is, you know, he is used to, he wills and he deals. Mm-hmm. And he operates and he's conducting business with people and he has a vision. Yo, I, I want it like this and this and this. Go do it. Go do your thing. Because he trusts people. You got this talent here. You got this talent here. This is like the sum of what I want to do. Go make it happen. When you're writing down or recording things, you're speaking in detail, you're thinking in detail, and so you can explain in detail. The more you explain in detail, the more like your vision, people can execute it. If something happens to you and somebody else has to be in control, if you're incapacitated, can they run it like you, but they don't have your mind because you you haven't been giving them the mind or you haven't put the blueprint down. So that's the only thing that I worried about as, as far as that goes. And, and Basically, he, what he's saying is he's, he needs to know your mind because he's ready to take you out. That's it. At the end of the day, let's, you know. I see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't no one done it yet. But, <laughs> hey. but to, I, I've actually spoken to Kyle about, like, we should, do, we should do a podcast. And I'm open. Like, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, I've talked to Mozzie and Skrills about it. You know what I'm saying? I've talked to Kyle about it. Um, but, like, this podcast, I probably, you know, I'll watch, I'll, I'll watch some of it. You know what I'm saying? I'll listen to it or whatever, you uh-huh. know. But this is the type of stuff that I watch. You know what I'm saying? When I'm listening to podcasts, this is what I'm looking for. There's nothing against, you know, your, your platform and what you're doing and all that stuff. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't find, like, regular conversation about current events too interesting. I mainly only find business, business conversations. Yeah. And not even just necessarily business. Like, it's only just about business, but about you know, people struggle where they failed, where they, where they, you know, found success and how they navigated life, even on personal levels, you know, marriage and, and raising kids and, you know, going through dark times, you know what I'm saying? Losing a loved one, stuff like that. That's the stuff that really interests me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. From, from how to navigate life. You know, I, I really don't like, um, like Kardashian type entertainment. Nah, you're you know looking for the human like, experience. I'm looking for the human experience. Yeah. I don't care about music. I don't care about, I like listening to music. I'm a big Thai fan. I fucking, I listen to old shit. I listen to all of our old shit all the time. I listen to, you know, Griselda. I listen to the, the classic 90s and early 2000s rap that I love. But, you know, um, really, I, 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 I'm entertained by by business and life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, and, I, and I think, uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, I think for me as well, like, Part of the reason I think I even continue to do podcasting the way I do is because the people I I bring on, especially these days, in the in, in the past six months alone, is people who like I could have a, I could see me having a conversation with and learning like their backgrounds and uh, you know what what times were you down, what times were you up, like type of stuff. Like what what are you into now? Like what are the things that like we don't know about that person? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like because we like you mentioned earlier, we just we see the El Camino. People will go and be like, okay, to find out who runs El Camino, we got to Google El Camino probably to find out Ricky Ortiz. Yeah. 
But for me, I'm just like, no, nah, I want to know, like, the person before El Camino. I want to know the person after, you know, like, because I know there's more to you than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, which is why I said I need to work, work on my personal brand, and the only way to do that is to do more stuff like this. Yeah, definitely. And at some point, but, you got you to gotta invest in your psychology. I found myself, at one point in my life, on a daily, I'm like, I'm doing schoolwork and stuff like that. It's nothing but TED Talks all day or, or, or something like that. I'm investing in my intellect or I'm reading all the time or what have you, but it's like everything that I was viewing changed, like my diet, my viewing diet, my listening diet. When I'm listening to music, what are you saying? Like after a while, it has to become a thing like you got to say something. If I just watched you like big, like big life, uh, uh, ready to die, life at uh, two different guys, you see one experience, you watched him get the money, and then you watched his life afterwards, and he gave you both. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear, because I'm watching it happen to you. So I want to hear how you feel about it, how you think about it, or something like that. Like you have to actually, the same way you think about your diet physically and food-wise, you got to think about your diet, what's going on in here as well. Yeah, you definitely. Off, you definitely got to turn off the noise. I started, you know, I think like, especially on, on social media, I think the algorithm targets uh, men and women differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get fed a lot of bullshit, and we share stupid memes all the time, and we, you know, we, we get into it, right? But that's the distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like, you actually, I actually went to, every time I see a half-naked girl on, on Instagram, I go to the unfollow button or I'm the not interested button. I don't give a fuck about none of that noise no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to focus on, like, shit that I'm actually interested in. I should probably work on that. But listen. I should. <laughs> I understand, like. Because my explore page is disgusting. It's, it is. It's weird. Mine, mine, mine used to be. Mine's changing also. Mine's when, getting uh, worse. Mine's, mine's getting better. You, you know the story behind my first book when I was in the military, right? Mm -hmm. Serving in the military during the Black Lives Matter and just being angry. I was angry, 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 angry. Yeah. My algorithm, my algorithm was police reports here. Police did this to this person. Yeah. This, this group. I'm joining this group. I'm joining this group. Outrage here, protests here, this, this, this. This is what I'm feeding myself. Yeah. So I was fucking angry all the time. You know what I'm saying? Going at my sergeants and stuff like that because I'm mad. And the algorithm is feeding that it. That algorithm is feeding that. Yeah. I started to notice after a certain while that my algorithm. So once I started clearing that, start stop joining these groups, and I decided at this point, no matter what happens, I don't want to watch the footage of this no more. I recognize that this kind of shit is happening. But I don't want to see it. But the thing is that, and then that it starts to dissipate. The stuff has always happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so if you think about it, if life is a game, and this whole system is rigged, yeah. and you can acknowledge that, then you're still getting distracted in the game by focusing on things that you cannot change. Then there's Definitely. then there's levels above that. Is like, what if that's what you want me to? In in order for you to get your shit off, I got to keep these people divided. So in order to keep these people divided, I'm just gonna feed you that. So you're always angry at each exactly. other. While I get to do this. So once I cleared out that algorithm, I can go back to my thoughts. I couldn't have wrote these books in that headspace. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I wrote these books. Now I'm into my thoughts, and I'm only focusing on how do I feel about this shit? Has my feelings changed on this shit? Do I believe in this fucking shit anymore? I got to challenge myself. But I was allowed my space to, to challenge myself because I didn't have that noise anymore. I wasn't angry no more. I was clear-headed. It was mm -hmm. like, holy shit. Yeah. I think, and, and I guess, you know... Just to briefly describe, you know, my change is that I probably did have angrier moments. I probably handled situations a lot worse in my younger my younger days. I'm not that old. Not not Come like. On, Come on, man. I'm not at the Come four on, area. Stop you this. know what I mean? But you're 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 right there. You're right there. What are you What are you saying? 
Rick just I, I'm still like a long way. You're 37. You're like right there with me. He's still in the 30s. calls me. You're 45. I'm 40. You've been lying Ty, about your Ty age the whole time. It. He calls me grandpa now. I'm his ancestor. Uh, you know what? You probably are 45. I think you've been lying. I'm a I really think so. So that though. means that I really got a long way from you. Sorry, man. We'll get there one day. Yeah, you know. You will. Yo, he's 34. Yeah, but he's built like 55. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the ankles of a senior citizen. Let's be real. Oh, my He's not God. running anywhere. He'll die. Hey, man. You know what? Black or Air Force Ones is a crime. It's not. It's my intention. You already know what it is. No, that, you, that, saw that, these, you should have known I was coming. That's a violence. crime. That's a that's a crime. Glad I locked my doors. That's yeah, my you energy, can't do dog. that. My car. You can't do that. Whites are acceptable. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Shoes. <laughs> Let me refer that. Can I can I throw a bleep in here? Yo, that was rough. I, that was a little aggressive. My that bad. was a racial pause. I think we just invented that. A racial pause. Racial pause. I heard you're very racist. Extremely. Okay. He is. I just heard about this. I don't know. Yeah, all right. I haven't quite like, what witnessed are your sources, but See, I haven't I'm witnessed the racism it, because he doesn't even know what El Salvadorian is. Are. So, you know, uh, I didn't even experience the racism. Yo, I think we just invented that shit. So when you're with strangers, be like, yo, we got, you meet a new black dude, be like, yeah, we got lots of uh, food trucks and lots of chicken back there. Pause. You, racial you pause. have to call a pause now? Yeah, racial pause. Yeah, they mean I that shit. I have to shit. think about pause. that because, you know, I, I use a lot of pauses already. Too much. Yeah. I told you a couple weeks ago you had a bad one. No, no, no. I had probably one of the worst ones. This is a sick man. Oof, it was bad. You probably need better friends in your circle. I need a rehab after that one. What'd you say? I just think you need I'm better friends. I'm not saying friends. it. Huh. Not go ahead. Just nah, be real. It's, it's all good. You're writing a book? No, nah, it's all good. Yeah, writing, writing put, your I'm next put it book. In the book. Confessions. You know? You're a sick it was man. rough, though. It was bad. I it just, was. when you were in the middle of talking, I think it was like the end of the conversation. I didn't want him on my property anymore. <laughs> it was after like, that. it was that bad. Move along. Come on. Move yeah, along. Yeah, this, I'm going to call the police. Pause. Th this was sick. I don't call the police, though. Yeah, it's, it's take a, matters to my own hands. That's, yeah, then that's that makes me look even worse. It does. I mean, I feel like. But um, Ricky, man, I really appreciate you coming onto the show and and, and just kind of giving your story and you know, like just about what you have done, uh, your mindset. It's, you know, some people I could see why they might like. You even said it earlier yourself. People might feel a way about how you are. You know, like your cutthroat, whatever, whatever they want to describe you Piece as. Piece of shit. Your own friends. I, I can't be. Your own friends will call you piece of shit. It's, it's, it's fair. I think know? about yeah, I am. Sometimes I am, man. I've been called out a few times, too. I, I smile. It, it doesn't hurt me none. If you ever heard anything about me negative, I ain't heard it. They ain't come at me. No one comes at me and tells me nothing. And not that I think not, not that I think I'm that tough, you know what I'm saying? Because anybody can get it, right? But, you anybody. know. Anybody. Not true. No. No. <laughs> hey, it's all flex, right? It's <laughs> all flex. He's not swinging at Zuckerberg. He don't want those problems. Zuckerberg. You're not that rich yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not oh. taking a swing at Zuckerberg. You're leaving him alone? You're going to stand down? Bezos is going to get away with it. You know Who? what I'm saying? You think you're rich? Would you swing on Bezos? Go eat some tacos, Rick. Depends. Look, he going to tell Rick, go eat some tacos. Rick's going like, I'm going to swallow that one. <laughs> Yo, pause. Jesus pause. Christ. I pause myself. You're out of control, man. Nah, man. Anyway, you know, I just, I, I, I'm here. I, I, I do genuinely want to build my community, help people out, you know what I'm saying, and, and help people get their start. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, you know, the world is a cold place and you got to be ready to to roll with the punches and let, let, not let nobody fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's one of the key gems that you have expressed here is, uh, you know, whether you invest in them and, and help them out in any kind of way uh, to build their brand or to build their business, whatever they're doing, 
they also got to put in the work too. And and I think that's where a lot of people tend to fall off is they they wait for either a, not saying you're doing the handouts, but a handout or somebody to invest in them, and then they feel like that's it, and they don't they don't yeah, continue people, the people, work. People are very short sighted in, in in their goals, and you know, again, it's, it's, it's mutually beneficial, man. It's like you know, I'm not gonna front and act like I only do it, you know, because. I, I, I'm just a good person and I care. I mean, I said, I think one of my hardest lines that I ever had in a verse, you know what I'm saying? Like, the more money you make, the more I'm building my wealth. You know what I'm saying? Like, the more I build the people around me, the more I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to blow up. Yes. That, that, that is, to me, the, the definition of success and legacy. It's not how much I can, I can accrue for myself. The more successful you are, that's that's my actual legacy. But the people around I, you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm naturally going to get more successful. But if you come from me, if I'm the hub and you go on to be successful and you you create other people that I'm still the guy, I'm still the hub that created this. That's what your actual legacy is. Mm -hmm. Your success is my success. The more successful you are, the more successful I am. I think that that's the true definition of self and not, I mean, of of wealth and success and not what you can actually accrue for yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's it. Well said, man. Well said. That's the that's the best thing you said, and that's including from all the shit in your books. That's fair. Nothing in your book just, compared to just that. Just as long as you know, I say good shit. So. Once in a while. All right. Once in a while. <laughs> I'm learning to like you a little bit. Listen, I grow like a like like cancer, like, like a weed, like a tumor, like a weed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Ricky, I don't know if you're too familiar or if you are familiar. We have a tradition we do here on the show at the end of every single episode. We do a crush of the week segment. Not meaning you got to go and check the Explorer page and find the nastiest thought on the on the internet. But we do a thing here where we just champion the women of the world. We pick a a woman of choice. It could be a celebrity. It could be a, a, an author, a, a business owner, entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. And we and we basically give them basically a shout out and an appreciation. It could be anybody in the world. See how sexist he is. I do I mean, try. I, I do tend to leave like. I, I mean, it's corny as shit, but like, I don't really have a crush, man. I don't be paying attention to people. I knew he was gonna either. say that. I don't. I don't. I, knew I don't crush that. over nobody, man. Like, I don't. My wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, she holds it down, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like literally, man. That's that's the only person I think about. That's probably the best crush you've ever had. Ricky's not like, even look, I want to help my community. I don't like motherfuckers. I we don't, don't like, like people basically. either. And huh? it, bro, like, I grew up. In the strip club from 18, 19 to on and off to, to 34, 35. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out know, to all the strippers worldwide. I, I put on, yeah, I put on 60 pounds, you know, after, after, um, you know, having the, the few kids of my wife and, and, and opening all these businesses and shit, right? But I mean, I used to be a player, man. Yeah, like, you know like, what I'm saying? It like, it's like 70. Out here in the streets. Did you hear me? It's it like 70, 80 pounds. It was 60. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway. He's like, bro, you was this way one, one minute. Next like, yes, I'm still stronger like, than you. It's like, said, get out of here. I'm still stronger than you. Just because you can arm wrestle. Don't make you strong. Like an arm wrestle, deadlift. Wait, bench. hold on, hold on. Who? who? I'm pump. not. A, I'm not a. I'm a boxer. Like we don't weightlift. I just choked oh, you out. True. Damn. You got to get close. You couldn't even. I, I'll get you got to get there. You're little. You're, yeah. you're a little small you're, person. You're you have martial arts training, huh? Have you ever dabbled in martial arts? Just a little bit. I did enough to choke him in out. In the military, I know like sure. lots. He's never going to get there, but he could try, and that's why I love him. The effort is there. The effort. Oh, okay. I respect. He's always willing to get choked out, and that's what I love. That could be paused from another man. He said it. I know, but the way you're saying it is different. Yo, you're, it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're saying it, and then your yellow shirt. Okay, Come listen. on, man. Come on, man. 
This guy said pink shoes. Or are you going to say it's cancer awareness? Yo, I wore pink shoes like two weeks ago. Why is it always racial with you? You're Salvadorian. You're not Mexican. What are you saying? I'm just it's saying the same thing. there's differences. We're like we don't culturally know similar. He knew one right off top. The most important one. The he fupa? said it. The fupa? Don't disrespect. All right. Come on, dog. <laughs> you Coco know what? Jones. You, you know what? Coco Jones. You probably eat churches. I work there for sure. You probably eat Long John I Silver's. I manage there for sure. I think you eat the chicken strips at Long Yo, John Silver's. Yo, shout out, shout out the churches on Walsham. You're disgusting. On FM 78. I wasn't eating there, but I managed there. And I did eat it. You're disgusting. Come on, mashed potatoes, bro. That ain't it. Coco Jones. All right. You can start off the question. Coco Jones. Are we still doing this? Coco Jones. But yeah, man. My question is my wife. That's it. That's, you know. Shout out to, shout out to Ricky's wifey. Shout out. You know. She's the shit. Is it fair to say Miss Ortiz? Yeah, Mr. Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, just making sure. Most people usually. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They get the last name, you know. Not too many people are that progressive. Did you take her last name? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> 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 nah. Coco Jones. Yo, that would me. be crazy. That would be crazy now. But no, nah, I don't like man, I don't be paying attention to, to internet women. Or you know You? Unfortunately I do. You I do what pay you attention. Got? You know how many bro- hearts I broke when I got married? Why is this what at least That's twenty? Fair. Wow. <laughs> I broke in hearts when I produced children. Oh, that was another one. That broke hearts. <laughs> you guys are wild. Shout out to all those ladies worldwide. My kids are cute, man. You guys are wild. What you got? Give me time. I'm de- oh, I'm- you got to search it? No, I'm debating between two. Just say them both. Nah, it's not happening. Why? Because it's taking away praise from another. She can wait. One can wait. Two things can be true at the same time. Two people could be dope. I think you need more time. time to think. I don't. I know what I want. Coco Jones. Oh, my bad. You just said that. Yeah, okay. about nine times. Who's that? Don't worry. Nah, She's go ahead and explain She's it. She's a singer. She's okay. an actress. What, what kind of music? R&B. What kind of, what kind of films? R&B. What kind of films? She's in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right now, the, the show. People watch that? Yeah. The new joint? I don't, but yeah, people do. It's a, it's a success. You got a real Carlton vibe about you. Nah, never <laughs> that. Never that. I could see that, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely Mr. Uh, what's it, Mr. You're, Banks? You're the butler? You're Mr. Banks? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, I'm Uncle Phil. Nah, bro. I'm Uncle Phil. No. I don't think so. No, For not. sure. I think I think Ricky could be Uncle Phil over you, He's probably. built like it. <laughs> I didn't say it because of that. Thank you for but walking him into that. You did that shit to him. I didn't mean I just met because, you know, he's... Nah, because he's, he's more of a powerhouse here than I, us. I got it. He, I mean, he's stronger than us. He looks older than us. You're walking him into this shit. I'm not doing this. I don't know this. if he looks older You're than all of us. My hair. He does. You look old, man. Bro, you lost your hair. I didn't lose my hair. It was a choice. And you remember when I you did it? You see the horseshoe. You remember you when shaved. I did it? You remember when I did it? Hold on. Hold on. One of us, one of us has a hat on, and if we took that hat off, it'd just be a sweaty eagle's nest that is dissipating in the wind. You want me to put hair gel on right now? It's fucking hot. I want you to do something. Jesus. You know it's hot. It's it's hot out here. But well, you already committed all kinds of legal crimes. Illegal you, crimes. Why? Because I'm black. You took a step and no, tore your Achilles. No, you wore black Air Force Ones. Yeah, but I dominated in, in the game. Okay? You went let's, for a lay- let's you be didn't clear. Even do the layup. I tore you went my Achilles, but I also didn't lose. I won every game. But can you explain how this went down? I wasn't he there. Was, he, he wasn't was, there. But but you you were running every game. You were running for a layup. I dominated. His brother told me how. Well, your your Achilles got dominated. Still. Kevin, w- Kevin wouldn't say still. that. Kevin didn't tell you that I scored the last 10 points on him without ever taking a jump shot. Everybody's the hero in their own book. That's true, but I write yeah. the books, goddammit. I control the narrative. Everyone's the hero, huh? You know? Are you going to ever yes. decide? So mine is, she's a journalist and a reporter. Okay. 
Uh, I believe she's yeah from El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, this is I know I went I went, I went over there. I know her Instagram, her Instagram page popped in my reel. I already know which one you're talking about. Who is she? I don't know the name, but I know which one you're talking about from El Paso. Brianna Perez. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. She's a beautiful woman. Okay. Shout out to her. She writes like you. Now, 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 who did you pick her over? Sending us that, like, why? Like, I don't who did you? Who did you she pick was her meant over? She's to be called out, I think. Huh? Who'd you pick her over? I don't know. I deleted. I think. Uh, it felt like you just pitted two women against each other, which is real sexist, bro. No, they were actually very different lanes, very different lanes. But anyway, Ricky, since we're building your brand and who you are, where can people find you? Why'd uh, you say we're? He's building it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I contributed just now, a little bit. That's fair. Bessemer over here at 511 East Grayson. Yes. The Instagram and the Facebook is uh, Bessemer210. El Camino. That means kiss me to some people. Yeah. Um, I don't like how you looked at me when you said that. (laughs) Don't worry, it's not directed at you. It's a big pause, and you took a moment to look at me. I just think you're you're racist. Dog, it was intimate. (laughs) No, it was more of like, you're racist. I want you to learn this. Okay. You're gonna learn some so, of the culture to here. To kill racism, you're gonna learn this shit. Swap, you're gonna like it. We gotta swap some. We gotta swap some spit. Yo, no, that's not happening. I don't like you that much. I feel like the message was clear. Look, you have certain desires <laughs> that I do not possess. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'll still be your friend. All right. But just that's... like how you felt on Target, I'm feeling like that right now. Okay. But anyway, um, El Camino SA, ElCaminoSA.com, and then uh, yeah, that's dot com worthy. Not Amazon. Why can't Amazon be a dot com? It's, it's Amazon.com. We use an app, dog. Just because you, yo, when he texts us, he says, be preps. You mean prepared? Why you got to shorten it? You just be short and shit just to shorten it because you're Look, a cool see, generation. The, the, I don't like these book writers, dog. They just think like you got to. How many do you know? They be, they be talking different. How would, many do you know? You probably weren't talking like this four years ago. You've changed. <laughs> and I didn't even know you then. <laughs> You're a different Reinvention. person. Reinvention. Didn't we talk about that? I reinvented myself. I don't know if it's for the better. All right. No, definitely not. That's a good argument. <laughs> See? That's a good argument. Hey, but at the end of the day, check out his book. The one Revolutionary. Of them. Start from the beginning if you want to. They're all on Amazon now. There you go. There you go. Uh, you, you could have said Amazon Prime. That's more all acceptable. On Amazon.com. Yeah, or I guess Amazon.com if you use Amazon a desktop. Prime, that's cool. If you use a desktop to, if you want to go the lengths of going to the desktop <laughs> just to get his book, and you don't want to use your phone, you use your dial-up internet. Jesus. 56k modem. Come on, man. Type in. Come on, w- man. HTTP. Come on, man. Yo, he was there before that. I was. You was there before the History, internet. History, dog. Respected. Damn. You still have your box TV? The one that you smack or the one that you don't smack? He has the one in the wood box. Damn. The one that uh, you had to turn at the top. With the knob? The one you need, like, four people Uh, to pick up? The heavy joint? That's where we watched the scramble porn when the people were green. Yep. His Android phone has I think you still watch that. His Android has a rotary dial Yeah, but they're not green anymore. Now it's full visual HD. Hey, there you go. Let's see. You don't see evolution. There it is. There you go. Hey, man, Ricky Ortiz, thank you again for being on the show. Appreciate it. Kyle Phoenix, of course. Always. Uh, Unfortunately, Norm, Nasty Norm, was not able to join us today. shit. Damn. That's a, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have sacrificed his time for his children. Okay. You're an asshole. Hey man. It's all right. But hey man, episode two seventy one of the Cheap Suits podcast. Thank you guys again for joining. Shout Salute. out to my man behind the camera lens, Nemo. A. Hey, uh, we'll see y'all next time. This is Deshaun J. New record called Out Straight Off the Stacks EP. Here. Yeah. 
Hey. Stacks. Whoa. Yeah. This rapper shit ain't debatable. Nah. They try to tell me to play it cool. Facts. I used to sit back and play the fool. Facts. Nah, there's ways that they make a move. Yeah. When I hit a line, she available. Yeah. Flourish gang, we forever royal. You know this thing about is unbreakable. Whoa. Fresh ones when I walk in, they can send threats, just talking. We ain't worried about them name bout shit. Nah. Bitch, I get high as the mountains. Yeah. You don't know where Shorty mouth been, yeah. but know I got it in my top ten. Facts. Knew it was over when I hopped in. Zach Levine, how the flow mean? You can move around with the bullshit. Facts. I can bring that shoot off the bench. Know the youngin' on some Rodney Hood shit. Yeah. Hey, gotta throw up the gang till they finish me. I'm back at it, turn up the energy. I walk in like the man of the century. Yeah. Hey. Fuck these lame niggas talking about. Hey. I ain't got time for the run around. Nah. They gon' hate and gon' run their mouth, yeah. but it full attention when they see us out. I've been new, I'm the one they doubt. Hey. Certain people I can hang around. Yeah. By myself yeah. or the gang around. Yeah, yeah. fuck these lame niggas talking about. Whoa. I ain't got time for the run around. Nah. They gon' hate and gon' run their mouth, but it full attention when they see us out. I've been new, I'm the one they doubt. Certain people I can hang around. Facts. By myself or the gang around. Hey. Yeah, hey. The way I do it ain't no taking my place. Nah. I be hearing all the compliments to see the jealousy all in they face. Facts. I ain't never been too social. Don't fuck with you local. Set the record straight. I ain't really trying to date. I just find me another girl from out of state. She yeah. can't respect the young nigga space. Then she never pulling up to my state. Nah. Eating addiction. Now we chasing cake. Flourish forever, bitch. I'm feeling great. Hey. I cut some people off. I smell the fake. Yeah. I got a win and all like number eight. Yeah. Fuck what they saying. I ain't trying to wait. Hey. I pull up, hey. get a bag, hey. and then I skate. Yeah. Hey. Fuck these lame niggas talking about. I ain't got time for the run around. Nah. They gon' hate and gon' run their mouth, but it full attention when they see us out. I've been new, I'm the one they doubt. Certain people I can hang around. Nah. By myself or the gang around. Yeah, fuck these lame niggas talking about. I ain't got time for the run around. Nah. They gon' hate and gon' run their mouth, but it full attention when they see us out. Yeah. I've been new, I'm the one they doubt. Certain people I can hang around. By myself or the gang around. Bitch. Yeah. This is a certified hood classic.